And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. Live from our radio and television studios here in beautiful Northwest Pennsylvania, where we broadcast live every weeknight, seven to ten p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Global Star Radio Network. It's the place to be for programming, um, folks. We're also simulcast on Blog Talk Radio, and you can watch us live and by archive right here on our YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just go to HagmanandHagman.com. That's our show page, HagmanandHagman.com. Go there, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and you can watch as well on uh, our current program and archive programs off of HagmanandHagman.com. HagmanReport.com, that's that's where you need to go for news, information, and analysis. Uh, we also have social networking presence like us on Facebook. I've got uh, Hagman Report on Facebook and, of course, uh, my own personal Facebook where lady the studio dog is uh, makes always makes an appearance you know she always makes makes her day and you can follow us on twitter as well at hagman report and hat at hagman pi and uh tonight we got a just a fantastic show for you lined up and portions nice broadcast brought to you by ziprecruiter.com are you a small business owner a big business owner an executive a fortune 100 500 business owner well i'll tell you something we've got this fantastic well, ZipRecruiter is is just a fantastic place to find talent for your business. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place is not enough um, to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all top job sites, and now you can with ZipRecruiter.com. ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. There you've got uh, specials. Specials for the listeners of the Hagman and Hagman Report. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. More on that later. we got just a terrific show for you lined up uh, this this broadcast. Uh, coming at you from Vero Beach, the Infamous, famous Rick Wiles, uh, the host of True News. He's going to be with us momentarily. And of course, uh, we're going to have a little surprise visit at the second hour. Um, Dave Hodges is going to stop by. We're going to just have a casual chat and uh, news information and analysis from there. So it's, it's really, it's, it's, uh, really, really dug in here for a great program. And of course, uh, uh, fellow investigator Rasan Joe Hagman is back now from his extended leave. Yeah. Joe, here you from, are. From pneumonia, basically. Nah, nah, nah. No, it was pretty rough, that. Yeah. I haven't had a sickness like that in a while. <clears throat> I was uh, pretty much in... Uh, I didn't get out of bed from Sunday till the end of Tuesday night, and uh, I was, it was debilitating. It was uh, something that I don't want to go through again. But without further ado, we do have our guest, Mr. Rick Wiles, with us. His show, uh, you can go to his website, truenews.com, truenews.com. He's got one of the best shows that deals with current events through a biblical perspective well you know joe i, I gotta tell you this uh, rick has been a, a friend of this program and a friend of mine for a long time and uh just to give you folks if unless you've been living under a rock okay you've heard of true news it's the most popular christian news program in the world over a quarter of a million people listen each weekday 
Many episodes reach over a million audio impressions. The radio program started in 1999 by Rick Wiles in Dallas, Fort Worth, and uh, the church relocated to Vero Beach in 2011. And Rick is also the uh, founder of uh, uh, the, uh, uh, oh my goodness, the founder of Flowing Streams Church. I didn't want to get that wrong. And uh, they have just purchased or there's a building that they just acquired, uh, and they're expanding. Oh, that's that's great. Rick, how you doing, sir? Hey, my friend. I'm doing fantastic. Good to talk well, to you. Yeah, man. It's been a while. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Uh, yes, yes, it has. Hey, yeah. I got, I'm got. i I'm here with my my studio dog, Gator, who just barked. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> i got to give him well, instructions. <laughs> well, well that, that's all right. Our, ours uh, barks. We have regular deliveries at, at, in the evening from UPS and uh, other private carriers. And, yeah, so it's it's fun, though. You know, I'm, dogs actually, are, out, I'm actually outside. I'm, I'm, I'm outside right now, so... Gator wow. is, uh, he thinks uh, he has permission to bark right now, so. That's, that's all How right. How you been? Well, well, brother, uh, doing well. Thanks so much for asking. We've been, uh, you know, we've been really expanding our reach as well, and, uh, we've been emulating you in uh, as much as possible in terms of you know doing business and and how you uh how you i mean you're just you're explo- your your reach is just phenomenal uh congratulations yeah i mean fantastic thank you work. thank you but it it really has nothing to do with us Doug. it's just uh, the lord is blessing us uh about the only thing i could do is mess it up um, <laughs> That's the same way I'm serious, man. <laughs> I am working so hard just to keep up with what God is doing every day, and He just keeps expanding. And it's very humbling because I we realize all of us on the team um, realize that uh, something supernatural is happening with True News. That it's being driven. That God is personally involved in it. That He's He's bringing people to the ministry. He's causing things to happen and. And it's uh, it's exciting, but I mean he's working us hard. <laughs> he's working us really hard to keep up with with what he's doing. Uh, and, I, and I just believe this it's uh, it's the lateness of the hour that there's a lot to there's a lot of work that needs to get done. And uh, and and I, I'm a firm believer that if you'll just if you'll volunteer for God's army, He's got a place for you. And if you're not afraid of work, He will put you to work. And Boy, that, I recall, true. Doug, that I recall the last words I spoke before I started True News, 1999, and uh, the day before the broadcast began uh, on, on one station in Dallas-Fort Worth, I, I said, God, I'm not afraid of hard work. Work me hard. <laughs> and he he took me uh, up on that offer, and and, you know, I'm... Uh, 18 years later, uh, you know, my hair's gray, you know, I'm moving a little <laughs> bit slower, uh, but I'm still working as hard as ever. And, and uh, you know, it's just, like I said, it, it, there's so much that has to be done in the kingdom. And, you know, he said, the, you know, the, the, the harvest is great, but there's not enough workers. Yes. Yes, it's that's enough, very true. There's not enough people willing, there's not enough people willing to say, Lord, here I am, use me. Yeah, exactly, and, and uh, you know it's, it's not an easy, the easy road, uh, as you pointed out. I mean, it, it's work, and people look at uh, well, people look at you know operations like yours and ours, and they think ah, it's no big deal. Just 
you know, just hook up yeah, a, right, a microphone. Yeah, yeah he talks for he Rick talks for an hour a day. How hard can that be? Exactly. Right? They don't see the other twenty three <laughs> hours of just you know terror. I mean, you know, not terror, but just uh, you know, craziness. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, Rick. I, you know, and folks, I've I've been listening to Rick Wiles now, his program for uh, my goodness, well over a decade. And um, uh, yeah, I, this is a man of character. He's a man of integrity. He's a man of God, in my view. And and I think uh, each of the, we've got a lot of crossover listening audience, uh, Rick. Uh, yes. Uh, a couple of things that are troubling me. I just want to address this right away. A couple of things that are troubling me. One of th- one thing is. Uh, uh, I got to ask how you're doing because for a while there you were uh, you were under some extreme pressure. It seemed like you you were uh, under surveillance, uh, and and I and I can verify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, is that talking about the the surveillance? The surveillance, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a couple years ago. It seemed like yesterday. It was a couple years ago. Um, yeah, we had uh, there was. Uh, we had continuous surveillance of our building. When I say surveillance, I'm talking about uh, a more than one vehicle, not not at a time, one at a time. A vehicle parked outside of our office. Uh, they would take shifts. They work in shifts. Yep. And they were they covered us all day long, and that went on for about six months. Uh, there were there were days that they would park directly. Outdoor, out outside my office, I had I had a window in my office. I, I I could turn around and literally see them sitting in their vehicle looking at me. Yeah, and that went on for that went on for six months, and they broke into our office almost daily, and they yes. never stole anything, never never damaged anything, never stole anything, but they deliberately let us know they had entered the building. Mm. And uh, that that continued for six, at least six months, until um, put a stop to it. And uh, and I I went to see the local sheriff and asked to, to just told him what was going on. And and um, so I just said on on the radio program one night I said I said you know I told everybody what was happening, and I said whoever you people are, um, one of these nights you're going to open up our office door and I'm going to be sitting in here in the dark holding a shotgun (laughs) and uh, Doug they never came back the cars never came back the the intruders never came back cowards cowards but but, you know trying to intimidate you right Uh, you know it it was intimidation that's all it was but somebody somebody spent a lot of money Doug you're a private investigator oh what would it cost for six months of continuous round the clock surveillance? Hundreds of thousands. That's a lot of money. Bucks. That's right. Yep. Yes. A lot of money. Yep. It, 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 it's, it's these state were, level these weren't government, Doug. They, they weren't government agents. You know, if it was government agents, you wouldn't see them. Uh, these no. were, these were privately hired thugs. You know, you know, Rick. Uh, yeah, and and I, I was, uh, and I remember you going through that, and I just was, I was, uh, you know, being up uh, north, uh, thousand twelve hundred miles away from me. I just, I felt so helpless, but, but you handled it well. Um, but, but now I think we're under a different kind of intimidation, uh, yourself and and all of us uh, collectively. 
bought by the thugs uh, within the government and uh, associated with the government and trying to censor us. And what are your thoughts on what's going on today? Well, I mean, they're obviously the the regime is in control of the United States and and the West is is very very. Par- they are paranoid. They're scared. You gotta look. You gotta see this from the other side. <laughs> they are afraid. Yeah. They're yeah. nervous. They're being caught. They're being found out. They're being exposed. They can't control the narrative anymore. The the the, the curtain is being pulled back. Uh, the whole world is starting to see who and what they are, and so they're they're in trouble. And uh, well, I don't know how you feel about Donald Trump, but listen, Donald Trump, Trump, what's happening right now is there was a movement that found a leader, and Trump, Donald Trump, just happened to to be in the right place at the right time. There was going to be a movement this year. Yes. And yes. that 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 expression of frustration found and he had the backbone to stand up against this regime. And I don't think this man fully comprehends what he's up against. Uh I I don't I don't know if he knows how wicked and how evil it is, but he knows that the whole system is rigged against him. And I am convinced he's going to win in a landslide. I, 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 even after they steal millions of votes, he's still going to win. And they're they're in trouble because the the jig's over. It's they're finished. And I, I think they're terrified of it. That mm. they've lost control of the media. They're losing control of everything. I, I don't. This is the first first time in eighteen years, Doug. I have hope that we're winning. Wow, it's good to hear your take on this. You, you know, I, I, I sense that as well, but I sense the increasing uh, frustration and, uh, um, oh, what would you call it? The, the you know, the the push. Uh, I don't know. With with the uh, winning, the the threat of winning. The desperation on the part of the globalists and the part of the Luciferian elite oh, power brokers. They, they, they are desperate, and I, you know what? I just I just came from my uh, studio about an hour ago. I just we just finished our program, and and uh, I mean we put that thing again comes out of the oven as uh, as as close to six p.m. as as we can get. We try to have that thing ready by six, and. Um, but I, you know, what I just said was my my biggest concern is that these uh, Luciferian lunatics that are in control of the West will start World War Three and braid. Mm. Yeah, and they are pushing every button possible to get that war going. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, and you point this out, and folks, uh, if you're joining us late, Rick Wiles is our guest for this hour, uh, kindly taking a, a, a chunk of time out of his busy day. Uh, talk about busy, this guy, this guy doesn't rest. Uh, he's the host of True News, that's T-R-U-N-E-W-S. It's linked off of Hagman and Hagman.com and HagmanReport.com. Uh, just a great friend of the program. He's got a, a, a one of the well, the largest Christian broadcasting uh, shows in, in the uh, in the world, I believe. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it, 
you're you were at the tip of the spear covering this ISIS, covering covering ISIS, covering the infiltration, mm-hmm. um, covering the Saudis, covering all of this, and and you just have just this. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we're 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 at some cross crossing points, aren't we? With all of this, we are. But can can you believe? Are you gonna just go back from 2001? And you know, you and I first met after 2001. Yes. When you you came to our attention because you were investigating uh, terror camps in the United States, right? And so I th- I think you you were a guest on True News sometime around 2002. Sounds about Paul. right. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it's been it's been a long time. But My think God. about where we're at, Doug. That that we have gone from the war on Islamic terror. That here we are in 2016, and the U.S. government is sponsoring ISIS. Yeah. Am I the only person that thinks this is weird? No, I think anyone paying attention with, with half a brain thinks it's even uh, even on CBS News today. It's uh, come out that they're saying uh, Russia is saying U.S. is controlling an international terror terrorist alliance and from what we've seen in Syria you have the uh, Assad forces, then you have the Free Syrian Army forces then you have the ISIS terrorists and we are backing the Free Syrian Army forces or uh, were backing them and through the back door backing ISIS and this is all crumbling honestly Doug honestly Doug, there is no Free Syrian Army well, there true. isn't any. Yeah, there isn't any. It's called ISIS. Thank you. It, it, it's it's jihad. These are just names they create. These names now they have Al Nusra. Al Nusra is Al Qaeda. They're all the same bunch of murderous thugs, yep. and they're getting tow missiles. They're getting they're getting rockets. They're getting all kinds of advanced weaponry from the United States, and. It, it, what John Kirby, uh, who is the spokesman for the State Department for John Kerry, he said, he said yesterday that if the Russians don't back down, I'm paraphrasing him, but you can hear it on our program tonight. He said, if the Russians don't back down, um, the 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 jihadists are going to carry out strikes against Russian interests, including Russian cities. And Russian soldiers will go home in body bags. Now, what he just said was, we're going to turn the hounds of hell loose on Russia. Now, there are no Russian cities in Syria, right? Uh, Not the one So That's right. So what he's saying is, we're going to send ISIS to Moscow and St. Petersburg. Man. What could what could possibly go wrong? You know, looking at this and looking at the uh, World War Three. Yes, absolutely. At what, and, at what point does what point does Russia say enough of it? We had enough. Very true. And you know what, Rick? I mean, I've long asserted, especially after Benghazi, when Benghazi revealed the. Uh, the uh, 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 arming of the, the supply line. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I, it's it's. 
I guess my my question today, in 2016, on this late date, what, double-digit days to the election, how can people not see the the role of the globalists and of the Clintons and the Obama people in, in, in arming ISIS? How, how is this not a given? Because most people, most people get their news from either CNN or Fox. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not going to get the truth from either one of them. Okay, <laughs> CNN is going to follow the Obama storyline. Fox is going to give you another fake narrative. Their fake na- narrative is Obama is incompetent. He doesn't realize what's going on in Syria. He's incompetent. Well, Fox's storyline is fake, too. Obama is not incompetent. He's fully in control. That's right. It's it's all it's all he orchestrated. Is a, he is a jihad, he's a jihadist in the White House. That's right. You got that right. But 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 again, it's almost like there's this big disconnect. And you're right about the the uh, you know CNBC and CNN and Fox, different, uh, slightly different perceptions of the same. Mm-hmm. Or presentations of the same uh, narrative, I suppose. But uh, mm-hmm. um, boy, if, you know, and this the West has been brainwashed and is being programmed and brainwashed into believing this the lies. Uh, you know, That's right. I guess I guess we've given into many have given into this delusion, haven't they? Um, you know, they really have. Great they have. Yeah. But I think I think what we're seeing this week is that now that the Russians are just openly saying the U.S. supports jihadists. The Russians aren't being nice anymore about it. They, yeah. I, the Russians have been amazingly re, restrained and have used very diplomatic language over the, these several years of this conflict. But now they're they're just openly saying the U.S. supports the jihadists. Right, as well they should. And I think the uh, the WikiLeaks, the uh, Assange uh, bombshells, mm-hmm. I think is going to prove. Uh, prove this if it can get any traction among the masses. Um, but having said that, you know it's it, yeah, it's it's just ridiculous, uh, Rick. It really is. Uh, you, you're you're absolutely right because that was the very next thing I was going to say. Be prepared for a WikiLeaks data dump yes. before the election, and don't be shocked if they show the documents proving. That the U.S. has funded and armed ISIS. That was, man, it's amazing you said that. I got a call from somebody, um, actually two, two telephone calls. It was, a, it was a process, not just a simple call, who said, watch out in the next 10 days what comes out. You're going to see verified documents or documents that can be authenticated uh, from the State Department and from other branches that will verify exactly what you just said. So our yes. sources seem to be on the same page. That's hmm. right. That's right. I'm, ex- you know, I'm, well, I'm just, you know, I don't have a source. I'm just, I'm just, uh, just telling you my gut, you know, instinct, and that is, um, they're going <laughs> to, they're going to be exposed, and it will be the end, not only of Hillary Clinton's campaign, it'll be the end of the Clinton criminal syndicate, and the whole cabal will be put out of business. I listen. I think where this is going. Russia and China are setting up an alternative world system. 
they, they've, they've already created a, an alternative to the World Bank, an alternative to the IMF. They're creating an alternative to the SWIFT uh, bank wire system. Uh, I expect them to create a alternative to the United Nations and an alternative to the Hague. Wow. And I think they, if, if the U.S. keeps this up, you're going to see a group of nations file war crime charges against Obama and Hillary Clinton. Interesting. Because right now, this week, they have been they have been floating the French ambassador to the UN, the the, the British ambassador, um, the, the Ban Ki Moon, the Secretary General, have all floated the idea of indicting Putin for war crimes. Uh, okay. I would say if they do that, that's an act of war. It, it, but what would be the blowback? I mean, I understand that, but would that be, an, uh, and, and obviously it would be actionable, but would it be practically, or, pract- uh, you know, would it, would it would it play out in, in uh, actuality? Well, it means think? that Putin could never leave the airspace of Russia. Oh. Good point. Or, you know, he could fly, he could fly into China. Uh, but he certainly couldn't fly across Europe. Right, right. He couldn't wow. fly across Australia, New Zealand. Uh, they would send in jet fighters to intercept his plane, bring him down, and, and arrest him. Wow. What an interesting perspective. Uh, folks, our guest is Rick Wiles. Uh, we have a, a break here just momentarily, and then on the other side, we have him for another segment until the top of the hour. Um, uh, but, but folks, if you're not familiar with Rick Wiles, what a, what a, uh, I mean, he's a man of, of great character, integrity. He's a good friend of the show, good friend of, of, uh, uh, Steve Quayle. And, and, you know, just he's, he's right on the tip of the spear with his, with his programming. It's true news, T-R-U-N-E-W-S dot com. I'm you, sure you're familiar with it. You can go to the website and you can get all kinds of, uh, content as well as his radio show streams 24 hours a day on the website. Yes. And you can go back and listen to archived episodes as well he's got some of the top of the top of the line guests and the most important stories that deal with prophecy current events and world news and when we come back rick we want to get your take on what we see happening with deutsche bank and the possibility for financial calamities not only in germany but here in the united states and elsewhere across the world folks we're talking with rick wells from true news on this edition of the hagman and hagman report Stay with us. We'll be right back. Just so proud to present to you our, our guest for the remainder of this hour is Rick Wiles, a man for whom we have a lot of respect, a man that uh, is the head of True News, T-R-U-E, or T-R-U, I'm sorry, <laughs> listen to me, T-R-U-N-E-W-S, truenews.com, uh, always expanding, working uh, 24-7, 
it seems like to, to bring you the listener news and of course uh, his new or his information and, and commentary on what's important in this late hour uh folks i would urge everyone to subscribe to uh, true news and to support true news he's uh, rick's doing such a great job and so much good for so many people and we really appreciate his uh, time out tonight and it's and his expert opinion in matters of current affairs. Joe, you were leaving off at the left off the yeah, end of the hour. Before the break, I wanted to ask Rick about what we're seeing in Deutsche Bank right now. Uh, Deutsche Bank financial concerns weigh on U.S. markets as stocks fall and demand for treasuries rises. On reports, some hedge funds clients are limiting exposure and. Uh, from the Financial Times, hedge funds pulling business from Deutsche Bank. Pressure on German bank weighs on its shares and the wider U.S. market. And they're saying assets are be are being withdrawn from the Deutsche Bank um, yeah, like yeah, never Rick seen before. Based on his on his website. Yeah, and, and this is uh, causing many uh, to be concerned about the uh, possible bailout uh, or uh, need to bail out Deutsche Bank. Germany needing to bail out Deutsche Bank and what this could do to the Eurozone and to the U.S. markets uh, here domestically. Well, Deutsche Bank is the the big ticking time bomb in in the global financial system. Uh, we said years ago that the next crisis would start in Germany with Deutsche Bank. And so here we are. And as you just uh, read that report, uh, that, that uh, some big funds started withdrawing their money uh, this week, that's uh, that's the death gurgle. So, you know, here's the problem: the Deutsche Bank is sitting on seventy-five trillion dollars of derivatives. Seventy-five trillion. Wow. And you know. Uh, Okay, so if if uh, if you lose one trillion, um, can you can you can you absorb a trillion dollar loss? No, they can't. Their 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 market valuation is down so low that it's pitiful. And uh, here here's the challenge for Germany. Last year, the EU forced all of the European countries in the EU to adopt bank bail-in laws, not bail-out, bail-in. Those rules went into effect at, uh, I guess it was back here, I'm trying to recall the beginning of this year, so I'll track of when, they, when the effective date was. But, you know, what, what we were telling our audience was, look, they are getting ready for a massive financial crisis, and they're, they're not going to bail out the banks, they're going to bail in a bank. Now the difference is this, in a bank bailout, the the government uses tax money to to pay off the the bank's debts to get the bank out of insolvency. In a bank bail-in, the government seizes the deposits in the bank and uses the depositor's money to pay the bank's debts. So this is interesting, this situation, because Germany controls the EU, which means Germany was the main driver in getting those bank bail-in laws passed. But now it's Germany that's going to have the biggest crisis on their hands. And 
everybody's waiting for Angela Merkel to say the government is going to bail out Deutsche Bank. Well, legally, I don't think she can because they passed the the bank bail-in law. If 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 the EU re- allows Germany to bail out Deutsche Bank, then they will have to bail out the Italian banks and the Spanish banks. And see, the, a couple of months ago, there was this big uh, uh, brouhaha with uh, Italy because the Italian prime minister said, we need a bank bailout. And the EU said, no way. We're not bailing out your banks. And he said, well, what are you going to do about Deutsche Bank? Hmm. So this is a huge time bomb. Wow. I don't know how this is going to play out. I, I don't know. Um, there's not enough money on the planet to cover all of these derivatives. I've, I've been warning about derivatives since 1998. Oh, when, when, God call, when God called me to this ministry in 1998, keep your eyes on the derivatives. When they collapse, that is the end of the present global financial system. And back in 98, derivatives were unknown. Nobody knew what a derivative was. Now, it's estimated as something like, I've heard some experts say that there may be a quadrillion dollars worth of derivatives in force. Wow. A quadrillion. Yeah, I'm not not sure I can even fathom. You can't. You can't. I mean, where are we going to get a bail? Bank of Mars? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, really. Man, this is ridiculous. How much of this... Uh, the, only uh, thing, Doug, the only thing that they can do is declare the whole world insolvent. But then, and, and then what? Is is that when this... The a new system. Market? There you go, yeah. You well, know. <laughs> you know, that's going to be the, the challenge. How is it going to start now? I mean, it, there could be a push to say one a uh, one world system, but then you may see a a group of nations like like Russia and China uh, with the Eurasian alliance, and they may say, "Hey, look, we've got tons of gold, we've got plenty of minerals and oil. Uh, why should we participate in a system to bail out uh, the United States and England and?" You know, why don't we just create our own uh, currency and let them suffer? Huh. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out, and nobody uh-huh. really knows. Yeah, we we don't have a crystal ball. I mean, we know what the Bible says, but we don't know exactly, precisely with, with precision when that's going. Don't know the timetable. That's right. But that's what right. we could see, Doug, what we could see is a new dark age. Absolutely well, that's chilling. You know. And, and, well, if I can, do you think that this uh, financial uh, crisis that is impending has been uh, sped up by the um, migrant or immigration issue that we see with the uh, immigrants being taken from the Middle East and being flooded into the West by George Soros and other uh, globalist powers? Oh, it's, it's, it's definitely... Uh, aggravating the situation because these countries uh, that are already financially uh, strapped are now absorbing uh, millions of, of Muslim immigrants. Mm. 
So definitely it's not helping their economy. It's putting stress in society. It's stressing the society. It's tearing the fabric of European uh, nations apart. But that, that's the agenda. Right. Right. Yeah, we don't see these migrants going to Russia, China, and these East countries. They only seem to be oh, well, coming into the West. With this. No. <laughs> they're, they're not going to tolerate it. They know what the they know what these guys are doing. They're not going to yeah. tolerate it. Wow. And even even the, you know uh, you know uh, the, the uh, you know the highest ranking general in the Swiss Army. You know, earlier this year, told the Swiss people, uh, you know, arm yourself and get ready. Yeah, exactly. And, and that, that would be a wise move for everyone uh, in the West, including people in the United States. I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, we what's coming is, uh, man. Yeah, it's. Well, can uh, it's you a, can you imagine the can you imagine the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff? Saying to the American people, I recommend everybody stock up on guns and ammo. <laughs> that's that's what happened in Switzerland. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, wow. What a, what a what's in that Switzerland, was. Doug? What's in Switzerland? What's in the vaults? Gold. Right. It's not the Swiss. It doesn't belong to the Swiss people. It's wealthy people storing their gold in the mountain vaults of Switzerland. Right. Who you're going to have hordes coming to Switzerland to seize the gold? That's a good point. Oh man. All by the design of these, uh, by the globalist powers. I mean, all uh, the, the collateral effect of the uh, yeah. agenda of the globalists. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you know what? I, I don't think these guys can control what they're turning loose. I, that's I a good think point. they're going to have a Frankenstein that they can't control. And and I think it's so bad now. I mean, it's so extreme that. Um, my my uh, hope is that there will be an alliance of nations that put an end to it and just say, we're not going to allow this to happen. Well, I certainly hope that... that I, ho- I hope there's time enough for that. And I know God can intervene and uh, as, as long as we're obedient and um, you know follow his... His instruction. I know he could intervene. I, I just hope that, uh, yeah, God willing, that that uh, that does happen. We, we've been we, since you came on. I've gotten a, we've gotten probably two dozen emails, just people wanting your take. And I know that you've spoken on this before. Uh, you had mentioned earlier about uh, uh, about the WikiLeak dump and uh, the, the documents. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, the, right. the looks like the the. Question here by, uh, by by everyone t- uh, typing in here is for me to ask you, Rick. Do you see? I mean, what would happen in your estimation uh, if if uh, Hillary Clinton was was would she would she ever be taken out in terms of her, her candidacy? I mean, we, we, is it possible? Do you think, Rick, that? Uh, uh, she could step down at this late hour, or 
be indicted or well, I think it, but, I think it's possible look I think it's possible this woman will not physically she's not physically healthy enough to make it to November mm. listen God God did something astounding I, I know I'll get a lot of criticism for saying this but I believe it was God Almighty that brought that woman down on the sidewalk wow he did it in a way that the whole world saw her collapse she escaped prosecution. She's been escaping prosecution her whole life. Her husband, Bill, has escaped prosecution. They are grinning and smiling that nobody can touch them. Nobody can put them in prison. But the one the one thing that they can't control is the person, the entity that controls their heartbeat. Mm. And seldom in this lifetime do we see the wicked chastised and punished in this life? The Bible tells us not to not to fret, not to be anxious or upset about the wicked prospering, because you know they're going to get theirs later. But what we're seeing, we're seeing God standing up and dealing with the corruption and the wickedness that's in this country. You got to remember, Hillary Clinton is the war goddess. She orchestrated the beginning of the war in Syria. Yep. Hundreds of thousands of Christians have died. Millions have fled. Those are Christians. Pastors impaled on church crosses. Christian moms and dads decapitated and crucified in public. Children cut in half because they would not renounce Christ. God has seen and heard everything. And Hillary Clinton's hands are dripping with blood. Mm. Very true. Wow. So, so it's it, obviously, and I agree with you, I was talking with J.D., our creative evangelist this morning, who said you know, it was almost as if, uh, you know, the marionette, they let go of the strings, you know, the handlers, or, or she was forced to the ground. It was a divine um, mandate or a divine uh, thing that happened. And, and, you know, I had to stop and think about that. And, and you, you just you just said basically the same thing, you know. It, it's... Uh, mm. It's too late. It, listen, it's too late for them to replace her. And 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 if she became incapacitated uh, before the election, it's too late to put another name on the ballot. Some states have already started early voting. Oh yeah, yeah. Would, it's would, too late. We, so, so what would happen? Would we be facing a constitutional crisis? Would we see uh, what would happen? I mean, at this point. Well, what? Well, in in normal times. Uh, the other candidate, Donald Trump, would win, and because uh, you know the uh, the other candidate was incapacitated, the problem as you have is the regime isn't going to stop. They will try to stop Trump in the electoral college. Expect it. Trump's going to win in November, but then expect them to to try to pull off some type of blocking maneuver in the electoral college. And then, if wow. that doesn't work, the only thing they have left is to block him from being sworn in on January 20th. Their, <laughs> their regime is over if he gets in the White House. Right. 
And when I say theirs, I'm talking about Obama, Clinton, and the Bushes. Oh, absolutely. All of them, together. They're all finished. Kissinger, all of them, they're done. The party's over. See, Doug, I think Christians, we've become so beat down over the last couple decades, we we can't even think that our God would bring it into this tyranny. True. Very true. I'm expecting, I'm, I am expecting God to do something to bring an end to this tyranny. What they are doing to the Christians in the Middle East is at a level of wickedness that I cannot comprehend. Hmm. What a sobering message, sobering thought here. And then you see here in the West, during specifically during this presidential election, this latest trend of the what they call the snowflake generation, which um, boggles my mind. I don't know how these people are going to get through the rest of their life uh, unaffected emotionally, uh, you know, untraumatized by trigger words and whatnot. But when we have um, each generation declining, their IQs declining further and further down the slope, and then mm-hmm. becoming more and more, you know, emotionally responsive rather than intellectually responsive, uh, we're we're in some some dangerous territory. I don't know how long this can continue to go on for before something major, uh, you know, brings reality to their front door for them so to understand. Joe, that's a good point. I had a Joe, I, I talked to uh, uh, MIT scientist uh, Dr. Rebecca, I want to say Seneth. I think it's her, Rebecca Seneth is her name. She's at MIT. Um, she said that the present rate of the growth of autism in America, which is linked to uh, vaccines and GMO, she, she has found the link between autism, GMO, uh, and Monsanto Roundup and vaccines. You, it's the, it's the vaccine, the, the GMO and Roundup, the GMO, uh, ing, you know, ingredients in the Monsanto Roundup is what is triggering autism in people after the vaccines. She said if the growth of, of continues in the United States at its present rate by the year 2025, Right, we're at the end of 2016. She said by 2025, 50 percent of the children born in America will be autistic. Wow! How does a society? How does a society function at that point? Not well. Function is not not an operative word in that in that environment. Barely survive. Well, I that, don't even know if you could survive. Well, at that point, at that point, at that point, guys, you're taken over by a foreign power. Right. Oh man, just the thought of that, Rick. It's uh, it, it is disturbing at many levels, and, and, and this is where the Christian faith does the power of prayer comes in. That's right. That's right. And God, you know, God will not be mocked, and God. Uh, um, you know, we, we we can't put God in a box. He can work uh, miracles, and he can certainly intervene. Um, we just have to repent and uh, 
and, and be there to occupy. Rick, we That's just have right. a few minutes. We only have a few minutes left. Um, I want to give you the opportunity to speak about your your church. I mean, it's going to be a very proud, uh, very proud. I mean, you must be very proud. You're 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 growing by leaps and bounds. Um, but but at the same time, I mean, you're reaching more people, and you need people's help. I mean, you need people to support of, of listeners, which I understand that. Is there you want to address any of this? Uh, your growth and, and such. And well, again, uh, what, uh, what I was saying at the beginning is really. Uh, I um, I avoid pride because I am totally humbled by what's happening. I, I I was serious when I said at the beginning, the only thing I could do at this point is mess it up. There is something supernatural taking place at True News. Um, you know, our our official name is Flowing Streams. Uh, True News is a is a you know it's a, a DBA of Flowing Streams, and. Um, uh, you know, we're a church, and, and, and we're a media-driven church. Our, our assignment is to produce media content for the body of Christ. And um, in the past, uh, you know, in the past year, we, we have just, the, the growth has just been staggering. Uh, we've run out of office space. We're, 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 we've, we've, we've run out of meeting space for our congregation. It's just... And, and we're not doing anything to make it grow. We're just, I'm doing the same thing today that I was doing 18 years ago, Doc. It's the same thing, <laughs> same routine, you know. I'm not doing anything different. But God is doing something. And I feel, Doug, like, I feel like I have, uh, I feel like there is a, um, the Lord is blowing on our sails. I feel like I'm on a sailboat, and the Lord is blowing on our sail, and I am just holding on to the mast because this boat is moving fast, and He is He is taking us. Um, I, you know, I think we're going to go right through the storm. Um, I, you know, a year ago, I, I was like, Lord, I see the storm coming. I want to get out of here. And I, I don't want, you know, you've had me preaching this and warning, and I see the storm coming. And and I'll, I'll tell you what he showed me. I just saw this, uh, like this um, vision in in my mind. I saw uh, standing on a boat and just looking out across the horizon, and I saw the worst storm that you could ever imagine. And I said, Lord, we can't, where do you want us to go? And he said, he pointed toward the storm, and I said, we can't go to the storm. We got to get away from it. And, he, and it was like a tiny little opening at the horizon with light shining through. And he said, I'm going to take you right through that hole. And when you come out on the other side, it's going to be sunny and calm. You'll be on the other side of the storm. Doug, this is where he wants to take the body of Christ right now. The storm is coming. It's almost here. It's almost here. But if you'll put your trust and your hope and your confidence in Jesus Christ, he will take you through an eye that's in that storm, and you are going to go through it, and you might get a little wet, but you're not going to drown. You're going to go through the storm. He's going to bring you out on the other side. It's going to be calm. The storm is going to be going the other direction. This is a time for every Christian to be busy about the Father's business. His business is souls. That's the only thing he thinks about, 
souls. And when you're consumed with souls for the kingdom, God gets involved in what you're doing. And so that's what he's doing with us right now. And I, I feel like he's, he's driving us to get so much done. Like there's, like I've got to get a lot done before a particular deadline. I don't know what that deadline is, Doug, but I just feel like I got to keep working, working, working because he's, he's, he's bringing about growth. And I, I just, I just have this awareness. You've got to get it done before a certain time. And, and he's not told me what that time is, but he's just, you know, he just like work while there's still daylight, just work, work while there's daylight. And that's what I'm doing. And he's, he's just giving us uh, grace and blessing and, um, so we, we just, we ran out of, we ran out of meeting space for the church and, and, and just weeks ago, you know, I, I told everyone on our staff, I said, God's going to have to do something. We, we don't have, we're out of room. And, uh, you know, two weeks later, we, we bought a church that was around the corner from our office. Wow. <laughs> you know, 12,000 12, square foot building, 10 acres. And uh, it's just perfect for us. And, um, um, you know, it's, I, I know the Lord has a plan. He's putting us in there. He's enlarging us. And uh, we're just going by faith and and uh, expecting him to meet every need. And, you know, he has. And we, he's, he's met every need every month. And, well, and God so, bless, um, Rick. That's, hey, yeah. Well, th- well, thank you. We're, we're at the end of the segment. I just want to say thank you so much. And... Um, Rick, again, uh, don't be a stranger. And uh, all right, I just I, we, well, we why everyone. don't you come down and see us sometime? Doug. Indeed, come, come, come uh, down. All right. Yeah, I, in fact, we will. God bless you, it's my brother. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Folks, right, right. Hey, tell all right. Tell Dave Hodges I said hi. I will do. Folks, we'll be right back. Right. Stay right where you're at. Websites HagmanReport.com. That's HagmanReport.com. Hagman and Hagman.com for the show. And uh, boy, we had a, that was a great visit with uh, Rick Wiles from True News. God bless that man. He's uh, he works hard and uh, harder than any two people I know. And uh, he's uh, he's just fantastic. He's a good friend of of ours, and uh, we're so appreciative to to be uh, uh, we're so appreciative of Rick Wiles' his efforts and such. Now, let me ask you, do you own a business? If you are a business owner or the head of personnel, head of human resources, are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place is not enough to find quality candidates. Folks, if you want to find the perfect hire, get that great, that that the best fit for your company, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. You see, with ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 
100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, with just one single click. You can find candidates in any city, in any industry, nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. It's, it's a one stop shop. The interface makes it all, oh, it makes it work. You know, it, you know, it, it prevents you from having to juggle emails or calls to your office. You can quickly screen candidates. You can rate them. And, and you can hire the right person really quickly. You can find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, folks, if you're listening to this program, ZipRecruiter has given, given you, if those people out there are looking to hire someone, the, as a very special offer. Right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. One more time, try it for free and go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. Of course, you can uh, check out the website. I took it for a test drive. It's wonderful. ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. Now, we, we have Dave Hodges coming up here shortly. Um, and, and boy, we, we, we got some, we got some stuff to talk about with Dave. Um, so glad he's joining us on, on somewhat rather late notice, but, and he's done a bunch of radio today. So he's, uh, we'll be easy on him, but, uh, Dave's got some things, some announcements to make. That's right. Dave Hodges, for those who, uh, I can't believe anyone wouldn't know him. He runs the common sense show. Dot com, the common sense show.com. He also has a radio program every Sunday night right here on the Global Star Radio Network. Wow. The, his website has recently exploded lately. And when I say exploded, I'm talking about the coverage, the, the, the people who are tuning in to see what he's got to say. It's amazing. Joe, do we have Dave on? You said? Right. Yes, we do. Let's bring him on. Dave Hodges, the one and only. How you doing, brother? Yes, and my mom was glad I was the one and only. I think her greatest nightmare is if I would have been twins. But uh, it's good to be here, Doug. Um, kind of making the rounds tonight. I'm uh, on phase two of uh, my media appearances today. Phase three, got to do three podcasts tonight. Oh. So uh, I've been busy because there's so much to cover. I can't keep up with the globalists. They're attacking us in so many ways that it's impossible to cover it all. Yeah, is isn't this something? Did you ever think that we would get to this point, this juncture, this moment in time when it, it, it it's just like you know, it's like a three sixty kind of thing where it's coming at you from all directions? Did you ever think that we'd be here? Not this, this fast. Not yeah. nearly as fast. Yeah, indeed. I yeah, thought I, this would know. be more of a problem for my son to deal with and. I didn't dream I would be dealing with this. Like we're, I mean, we we are literally on the cusp of being knocked off Facebook, knocked off YouTube, and knocked off the internet. This is where yeah. we're at right now. And when they close down the communications, that's the first thing you do when you're going to attack somebody. You attack their command and control. And when they close down our communications, then I believe they're coming after us. I wrote an article today, and and I and, and forget I wrote it, okay, because I'm divorcing myself from the ego of writing the article because it's so distressing. But the article talked about how they're basically have granted themselves.
themselves, and I'm talking about the globalists, have granted themselves the authority to create medical FEMA camps. And I've got, it's probably the best sourced article I've written in months. And I've got government documents from the CDC, uh, Human Health Services, the Army Field Manual. And and let me give you the, the bottom line. They can take you out to to quarantine into containment, not for what you have medically, but for what you might have. And then the facility they're going to take you to, I listed the sponsors in the article up on the commonsenseshow.com, and they list things like, you know, the FBI and the DOD and the Pentagon and so forth. But in this supposed medical quarantine facility, they don't have one health agency associated with it. No Doctors Without Borders, no National Institute of Health. In other words, today, with what I printed, they just legitimized their excuse to put people in FEMA camps by the droves. Man. And you said heavily sourced, heavily cited. This is not just, you know, the the tip of the, or the, the rumor mill. This is this is something. Huh? Oh, this is um, this is heavily sourced. In fact, I was just on with Paul Martin up in northern Colorado, uh, in Johnstown, Colorado, to be more exact. And Paul pulled the article out and was reading the, the citations to the listening audience. And um, you know, I, I, you write an article and you kind of divorce yourself from it. And, you know, it's like playing a game and you move on to the next contest. And that's what I had done, but I, I thought, I thought, man, that, there really was a lot of documentation in that article as he was reading it to me. So there's no doubt what I'm saying, Doc. It's, uh, the, it goes back to, I'll tell you what it reminds me of, Doug. It's the uh, political schizophrenia diagnosis put forth by the Soviet Union against political dissidents in the 1970s and 80s. And ICD-9, which was kind of the international code for psychiatric disorders, they came out and just eviscerated the Russians for doing this and said it's so unprofessional, it's just political oppression by a different name, and now we're doing the same thing. But they're going to use mental health against us. They're going to use potential physical health. I mean, there's a there's a quotation in there that I pulled out from one of the HHS documents, and it said they can basically quarantine you for not what you have, but what you might have. So that that's a blank check. And then they say they can uh, incarcerate you for this condition, this condition, this condition. And then they say and other infections not listed. So Give me an they're giving example. themselves a total blank check of which to really start FEMA camp incarcerations. Now, I would challenge people. Maybe I'm out to lunch and I had a bad day, and I'd tell people, go read that article on the commonsenseshow.com about the medical FEMA camps, and then tell me that the government can't do what I'm saying they can do after you read the documentation. Okay, but 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 Dave, give me an example of how that would work. Uh, um, not you know, for example, you just said not what you have, but what they or what you could might have. Uh, how would that work? I mean, give me a for instance. Well, I don't know about the implementation, Doug, about how they would gather their people, but I think when they decide to round people up, they would be here. Just let me pull the article up here. But I think when they when they come to you and they say, well, you know, we think you're sick or you could be sick and we're going to grab you and 
pull you off the street. The title of the article is Medical FEMA Camps for Anti-Vax and Political Dissidents. And in the first part of the article, when I'm citing you know, some of the CDC provisions of the new authority they've granted themselves, they specifically mention going after people who aren't vaccinated. Um, some mm-hmm. of my sources, and I'll get to your question in just a second, uh, some of this, uh, what came from the Notice of Proposed Re- Regulation Rulemaking, it's in the Federal Register on August 15th. I also cited the CDC, uh, an expert who looked at these policies from the National Vaccine Information Center, Barbara Lee Fisher. Uh, scrolling down here, I looked at uh, Army Field Manual that addresses this, FM 3-39.4, uh, paragraphs 1 through 5. So, I mean, I think you can see I've got a fair amount here. I've got revised list of quarantinable communicable diseases, uh, Executive Order 13295, uh, ESF number 8, which is a PDF, and I tell people how they can access it because there's not a clear link. So th- this is what I put into this article, um, and they, they, this is all about quarantining for health. In fact, uh, let me just read to you a couple of short paragraphs here. Uh, I said, uh, human health services will be in charge, and they work closely in conjunction with the UN, and I'm speaking about past history. These camps could begin um, as FEMA detention camps for inpatients. So this is a partial answer to your question, but quickly morph into something else, because here's what I present as proof for that statement. Quote, detainees, this is from the Army Field Manual, may be segregated by ethnic and family groups and further segregated to protect vulnerable individuals. And then they go on to talk about how they want to train foreign troops to uh, oversee these medical camps. And here are some of the agencies that sponsor them. Uh, The International Organization of Migration, local U.S. embassies, Department of Homeland Security, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, FEMA, but nothing in there with regard to medical personnel or a medical institution that's going to oversee these camps. Yet they're supposed to be detainment camps for health problems. How could you do a health camp uh, detainment facility and not have health camp people overseeing it? That doesn't make any sense to me. No, it doesn't. It's kind of a giveaway, if you, in my opinion, right there, um, for something much more sinister. And when you see the types of new technology, medical technologies that they've rolled out, um, you know, you don't even really know if you're sick or not, or if you, you know, say you have a fever or not. They can, they have the technology to, you know, pretty much manipulate any kind of data that they want to. So if they wanted an excuse to round you up, say you did have your vaccinations and, and they wanted to take you away, you know, they could kind of put a scanner in front of you or in your, you know, do an eye scan or a forehead scan, say you had a temperature or say that they found some kind of bacteria inside you and take you away. Or they can uh, just do it based on people who refused who refuse vaccines or, um, you know, something else that's in the vaccine that they want to give you through the vaccine. And the documents you cited from the internment and resettlement operations documents um, to some of the uh, 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 presidential uh, documents, the PPDs, they have um, created just this fiat law through executive actions that give them basically all the powers that they need to do whatever they want pertaining to citizens and their rights in times they declare emergencies. And it can be a localized yeah. emergency, but they can they can make that 
nationwide. Well, uh, yeah, along those lines, listen, listen to this. This is a quote uh, coming out of the CDC and the Federal Register. It says, Today the American people are challenged, as they have been before, to confront the expansion of government authority, uh, blah, blah, blah. So they try to soften the blow and say, we're not going to be the big bad big brother here. But then it says they have the power to take into custody and isolate people without their consent when public health officials believe they are sick or could become sick. Key phrase, could become sick. That includes anybody. Yeah, we all could, could become sick. And then they go on to say this uh, NPRM calls for airline and cruise ship personnel to increase surveillance of travelers into the U.S. and those traveling between states. This, this starts to get pretty draconian here. And then it talks about uh, the states have the best system to detect people who have health problems, but they also say since we provide federal funding to a lot of these state agencies, that we basically will run the show, and that they would be the CDC. And they say that in so many words here. And then, of course, um, and here's another one. Obamacare, all medical records are accessible by the IRS through electronic means in violation of HIPAA regulations. And mm-hmm. also, too, um, your vaccine tracking system now that they've implemented is accessible in the same manner. So, see, they can very easily do a naughty and nice list and just go after the people that say, you haven't had your vaccine, come with us. And your kids are going to that camp, your wife is going to this camp, and, sir, you are going to that camp. And they'll divide people up. And that's all in here, too. Yeah, you know, um, this week is uh, the uh, Health IT Week uh, for the government and also, when you talk about vaccines and flu shots, I don't know how many people have noticed this in their local drugstores and pharmacies and whatnot, but if you go in there, a lot of times you'll see, uh, you know, receive a free uh, flu shot, um, you know, even without insurance or other pharmacies, you'll see uh, receive a flu shot and help a third world nation child, uh, you know, get a vaccine, something along those lines. And they're also creating... You through the IRS and the electronic health re- records as a database, and uh, the electronic health records uh, seems harmless. Moving all the paper records of your health over to computerized models, making it easier for uh, other providers and and uh, healthcare facilities to access uh, your your records to make sure that you know there's no um, problems there. But at the same time, it can be used as a Trojan horse to identify individual identify and target individuals who do not have and have not received certain vaccines uh, or you know gone along with certain programs we see this with nurses in hospitals now people who work in healthcare industries if they refuse to be vaccinated for certain diseases or get flu shots they can no longer continue to perform at their current uh, place of employment and this is beta testing for the civilization yeah, you said that very well. That's exactly right. It's beta testing for the civilization. It's basically just providing one more excuse to put people behind bars that they don't agree with. I mean, look, at you've got medical containment facility with no medical people. Yeah. That's like going to yeah. watch a baseball game and, and no one has any bats. And think about this. You know, what better way to silence political opposition than through false med- medical tyranny? You know, we're not suppressing you for your political, you know, views and ideology. It, it's, it's because you're not uh, vaccinated. I know it's it's uh, it's worse than the Salem witch trials. This is just 
mind-boggling, but there's something like this every day. I have a revelation like this every day on my website, and it's not because I know where to look or I'm so gifted at researching. It's that they're not even trying to hide this stuff anymore. It's all out in the open. Man. Yeah, it is. And all people have to do is take the time and read through their, you know, 100 page PDFs that they release, you know, three times a day, and um, you can, you can find it. It is in there. It is crazy. What, what did you guys think of Trump in the debate? Uh, well, you, you know, either he was pulling a lot of punches, or, and I believe that's, well, first of all, let me just say this. I, I do believe that there were some Hollywood antics stacked up against him, minor things. Uh, the messing with the volume on his microphone being one. Um, for the, the viewership, the hundred million at, at, uh, at home, um, you could tell that there was some, uh, some fuzziness with respect to uh, his, uh, no, they were playing with the focus. I'll just put it that way. It's also been reported that Hillary had the debate questions a week in advance. Yes, yes, and and I do suspect that there was some sort of uh, uh, chicanery with uh, with maybe her getting uh, some coaching by way of electronic means. But but to answer your question directly, I think that uh, I, I think Trump uh, could have gone further. Now it's my. I, I would question whether he decided not to, or something else was at play. What do you think is is perhaps the more important question here? Well, I think uh, Trump missed the golden opportunity of the whole campaign. You had an estimated 100 million people watching, 80 on TV in various forms, and 20 million on the internet. And it's estimated the next um, debate will only draw about a third of that. So he missed his golden opportunity. Let me give you an example of what I think he could have done. And I'll, I'll even go to his best line that he had in the entire debate. When Hillary said, you need to release your uh, tax forms, Donald, what are you hiding? And he said, well, I'll release my tax forms when you release the 33,000 deleted emails. Okay, LOL, pretty good, Donald. But he should have gone on to say something like this. And Hillary, you know, if anybody in this audience here in this auditorium tonight would have done what you did with those emails, they wouldn't be here watching, or they might be watching, they'd be watching from their prison cell. And see, that's, he needs to hit that hard. That's not unprofessional. That's a statement of fact. She committed multiple felonies for which she should be in prison. And then um, she, um, uh, he talked about the uh, debate, in the debate about the uh, economy. And you, you and Barack Obama have doubled the national debt, blah, blah, blah. He, he needs to make those comments more personal. And he didn't do that. And I'm thinking, who the hell are his speechwriters? That'll fire them and hire me or people who think like me, because this is what I would have had him say. I'd have said, in this era, when you have doubling the budget has happened in the administration that you served under, and you can't afford one more Marine Guard for Ambassador Stevens when he requested it three times in writing, what were you thinking, Hillary? See, that would have brought Benghazi right home and put her right in her face in terms she could not dispute. And that greatly bothered me he didn't reference Benghazi, especially since he went out of the way to have at least one of the Benghazi victims' wives in the audience. 
he had opportunity after opportunity to end Hillary's political career. She is roadkill, and he let her get up and walk away. Hmm. I know I'm being harsh, but that's how I saw it. Well, I think I think many people uh, share in your assessment. Well, he missed the golden opportunity because let's assume there were um, 25 million totally undecided people. He could have done this so professionally, but so emphatically that she had nowhere to hide on that stage. And he could have just eviscerated her. And he didn't do it. I mean, I mean, the, the Uranium One thing, you know, Hillary, you say you have experience in national security. All he said is, you have bad experience. No, what right. he should have said is, Hillary, what's the story that ran in the New York Times, the paper that supports you, and it went out and said in April of 2015 that your company, Uranium One, that was a front company for the Clinton Foundation, sold nuclear material in the form of uranium taken from rancher land in America, and that money and the profit back to the Russians got put into your Clinton Foundation, and you're using that money today illegally because it comes from a foreign source to run for president. What about that, Hillary? The New York Times supports you, and yet they wrote that story. Where was that comment? Yes, and I, I will say this to our listeners, that you were on the forefront of that story, uh, Uranium One, and, and the entire um, uh, shameful process that, that Hillary Clinton was, and Obama to a lesser extent, but Hillary Clinton certainly was behind. And, you know, the, the Clinton Foundation as well, the reference with respect to his tax returns, uh, my goodness, he, he could have come back and said, you know, yeah, I'll release my tax returns, complete release of tax returns when you release your medical records or the Clinton Foundation tax returns or pick something else. But, uh, um, yeah, you know, Bingo I, I think, on the health records. yeah, yeah. And, and I think though, I, I think Americans kind of, even though the majority of Americans understand the, the uh, uh, attempts to not pay as much income taxes, or as little income tax as possible. I think people understand that. I, I think they, they find it distasteful at the same time, especially to brag about that, especially when you're in the, you know, gazillionaire tax bracket, um, and, and you whittle your tax liability down to near nothing. So he, I don't think he did himself many favors in that respect, to be honest and, and blunt. Um, but yeah, uh, but, but will that, Dave, do you, do you see that eroding his support at all? Uh, the the debate. I mean, although he didn't gain much, do you, do you see it eroding his support? Um, it's hard to determine what the effect on the undecideds was. She appeared more presidential because she's polished in events like this. I get that. I think to the average person who sits on the sofa with a remote in their beer, they won't get that. They'll just see polished, and they won't know or care about the criminality. You know, Doug, what really bothers me in this whole scenario, though, and I hope there's some Democrats listening because I'm going to ask you a very pointed question. How can you raise kids in a moral way? to honor the laws of our society and to respect this government and to respect our country's heritage and be a Democrat, and a Democrat in particular that would vote for Hillary Clinton. How can you look your kids in the face 
and say that you represent any kind of virtue when you represent such a heathen criminal as Hillary Clinton. I can't possibly understand that. I've asked that question to Democrats, and it usually ends with a blank you, middle finger comment, right. because they don't have an answer. Oh, yeah, or they're they're intellectually hobbled um, <laughs> but, but by years, if not decades, of uh, programming and just uh, drinking the, the, the uh, Kool-Aid of the progressives. We're talking, folks, with Dave Hodges, thecommonsenseshow.com. It's heard um, each Sunday here on Global Star Radio Network, 8 yeah. to 11 Eastern Time. And actually... Um, real time, by the way. We're going to be filling in uh, yeah. as guest host for the next few weeks. Yeah, uh, on, the other, on, the, on the other side of the break, Joe, I think I think uh, we'll let Dave Hodges kind of roll that out because uh, he's got uh, he's got you know and, and, and you know what, folks, we are in a, a time period right now. Right now, we are in a time period like no other. Uh, you heard Steve Quill talk about this last night and, and Pastor Langford. We are in a time period right now like no other, and I do suspect you've got the Internet being changed over to globalist control. Now, you'll see some people saying, oh, it's no big deal. It's just about ICANN and uh, assignment, name assignment, uh, registrations and such. And a lot of people, are even on conservative websites and forums, are saying, don't worry about it. But wait a minute. That's not the whole story. No, it's it not. never was the whole story. It does have a command and control of, of economic features as well. Dave Hodges, on the other side, you're listening to Hagman and Hagman. This time, a full boat, both of us. Doug Hagman with our special guest, Dave Hodges from the Common Sense Show.com. He's a, he's a, he's a guy that's in demand. We like to bring you only the best, and Dave Hodges is one of those people. Fits the bill right there. Um, our website's HagmanReport.com, and that's for news information analysis. And of course, if you want to watch the show, all things show related, Hagman and Hagman.com. You can like us on Facebook as well. That's Hagman Report. And, uh, we're on Twitter at Hagman Report. And of course, I've got, uh, myself, I've got, uh, my own Facebook. It's Doug Hagman. Or Hagman, uh, yeah, Doug Hagman. Obviously, right? And Twitter at Hagman, or at, uh, yeah, at Hagman PI. Yeah, I can talk. That's right. Hey, you know what? Let me ask you a question before we get back to Dave Hodges. Are you a fan of End Times novels? Or are you end times fiction? Are, are you a fan? Think about this coming as we as we get into the more inclement weather with fall. Uh, how about uh, snuggling up by your fireplace and cracking open j- just some great reading in terms of end times fiction? Well, I got something for you. We have a very special offer for you. In a thrilling series of novels, T.C. Joseph, he's the author of a series of novels, he takes us into the lives of three families in a world where conspiracy theories and Bible prophecies collide. Yes, T.C.'s novels, 
move through recent history to the events that are just on our horizon. His witty style and fascinating characters provide a great read. Not only will you, ladies and gentlemen, love these books, as I have, but they will they can be a great tool to awaken friends and family members to the perilous times that we face. If you have people that don't really want to read nonfiction, they want to read fiction, be entertained. Here it is. It's thegenerationseries.com. I'm sorry, thisgenerationseries.com. Let me say that again, thisgenerationseries.com. If you're watching this via YouTube, it's right up on your screen. Kirkus Reviews states, and I quote, Readers of End Times Fiction will be hard-pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast-paced. Blue Ink Reviews calls this thought provoking series absolutely riveting get your copies of tc joseph's this generation series on amazon.com today book one precipice book two pentecost and coming soon in the fall of 2016 right now anytime now book three penance that's thisgenerationseries.com for more information thisgenerationseries.com we are speaking with Dave Hodges of The Common Sense Show. Folks, go to thecommonsenseshow.com, bookmark the website, check out Dave's radio show each and every Sunday evening right here on Global Star Radio Network, 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time, and check out the uh, great content that he has. He, he writes some fantastic articles about all the relevant information and things that we see going on uh, in this world from financial to uh, military to presidential elections to uh, health and wellness. I mean, all kind of, he he's all over the board, and it's a investigative journalist at its finest, stuff you will not find on the mainstream media. And his latest article, America uh, is the craziest word. Hold on. I just clicked on it, and it's coming back here. America is the craziest, worst paid, and sickest of all the modern nations. Sick on many and many levels. And it gets into sure. so much of uh, what Dave was talking about in the first segment. He was with us. Um, and, folks, I urge you to go there and read that. Uh, Dave, welcome back. Great to break. be with you guys, as always. And uh, I think it's time that we make an announcement. Let's let's rock, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... to... Folks... Put your seatbacks at tray tables in their full upright and locked position because we are about to hit some turbulence or at least fight against it. Uh, go ahead, Dave. Yeah, what you got? I, I'm thinking we're going to send a, a few shockwaves out there in terms of of the independent media. But, um, um, you know, we were just kicking things around on, about my show, and we being Doug and I at the time, and and uh, we got around to saying, you know, maybe we should just combine forces here to some degree and and uh, cross-promote and, and uh, put our heads together. And, and, and so you guys, and by the way, you know, I'll say this publicly. You have a place on my show, whether it's a month, a year, five years, ten years, as long as you guys want it. But right now, as it stands, for the foreseeable future, on the Common Sense Show in our third hour, we'll either have Doug or Joe, or Doug and Joe, or Joe and Doug, and uh, we're going to rock on this, and we're going to put our heads together, and and uh, 
bring to the table, you know, what we've done during the week and what the pressing issues are and compare notes. And we hope our listening audience will be the beneficiaries of this. And uh, I'm so excited to have you guys come on. I'm actually humbled that uh, a show with this kind of presence that you guys currently have, that you'd even be willing to entertain the idea uh, of coming on our show uh, on such a regular basis. Well, well, you know what? The five dollar or five hundred dollar check a week uh, does help. Um, uh, it, it's funny because we pay him five hundred dollars a week one, and then he pays us, and then we pay him. And then, no, it's it, you know what? No, I, I'm just kidding. It's, it's most assuredly, somebody's going to hear that and say, "Oh man, that's you know it's all." But uh, t- and take me seriously, it's not. No, you know what? We are facing. They've. It seems like everyone in the alternative media or the new media, the true media, is getting. We're suffering from censorship in, in, on many levels, and we have to prevent, you know, we have to team up and, and to fight, push back, become a more formidable force. We can't sit back on our hind ends and, and say, oh, you know, it's going to work itself out. So this is one way by combining forces, isn't it, to, to kind of fight that? It is. In fact, uh, I've been through some pretty heavy-duty censorship this week. My, uh, I had Gary Haven on, who's the uh, was the producer of Amerigeddon, and he's very successful in business, friends with Rand Paul, governor of Texas, a very prominent individual, very sincere, very loyal to our country. He came on and he said that um, people inside the Trump campaign that, that uh, he knows high up in the Trump campaign know that Trump has been told that if he's leading going into the election, they're going to pull the plug with an EMP. And we kind of think it's going to be a partial EMP. At least that's my thinking and a grid takedown to make it look like an EMP. But in terms of censorship, I ran that the next day. And it was hour two on my show. And this is kind of interesting. Gary's a stand-up guy. And there was nothing incredulous. I mean, it was pretty much presented the way I just presented it. And uh, my website went down three times that morning. And it went down for a total of almost three hours. Although it was incredible, Doug. We had 120,000 visitors that day. 121,000 to be exact. With us being down almost three hours. Someone didn't want that information out. Um, I posted it on YouTube. And it was entitled, The Common Sense Show, 9-25-2016, hour number two. No description, didn't even have Gary's name in the promo. And I do that intentionally on my show to try to avoid the YouTube censors. But sure enough, they demonetized the video. And I put it up on Facebook and with another story. And I don't know which one got me banned. I think it might have been the second one where I talked about how 12 years ago I became the spokesperson for my community when we were fighting against John McCain, the New World Order, and the CAFTA, you know, free trade agreement, trying to take over my community and force us off our homes, off our lands without any compensation. And I said, we fought an eight-year battle, and there are some lessons to be learned for the nation, I think, from what our 2,000 people did in our area. And uh, Facebook banned me for that article. Uh, I mean, simply for just sharing what we did as activists, acting within the law. And so when you talk about censorship, yeah, in fact, YouTube is coming out with something that uh, it was downplayed to me yesterday, Doug, by someone we, we both know. And I hope he's right. But I read about this hero program in YouTube. They're going to go out and they're going to hire 
trolls as young as 13 years of age. Yes, you heard me correctly, 13 years of age. And they're going to train these people to go from uh, YouTube channel to YouTube channel and flag the content they don't like. No, right. not the content that's pornographic or obscene or defamatory in some way, but content they don't like. And if you get three flags, your YouTube channel is deleted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know about it, that program, Doug? Uh, oh, yeah. In fact, I mentioned it earlier this week. And, you know, the uh, uh, the program itself came out, uh, was rolled out, I think, back in... Oh, it, it was within the last 30 days. But but see, they make it sound very innocuous, very, oh, they, we're just trying to com- combat it. The flagging inappropriate content is just one part of it. But but you get points. That's a big point maker. And, yes, it's uh, inappropriate content such as uh, porn- pornography or uh, child or animal abuse. But then you're right. It's the stuff that they don't like, the political uh, attacks on on the on the progressives, Democrats. God forbid that you mention Hillary Clinton and uh, health problems in the same posting or in the same video. Oh, if I do, it's as yeah. good as demonetized. That's right, and and, and yeah, and we know it's only going to be working to I one side of the aisle. Donald Trump. That would air just fine, and they could care less. In fact, Facebook even has an assassinate Donald Trump page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and this is only played to uh, one side of the political aisle. They obviously will continue to censor, demonetize, and you know remove or call content offensive that is in opposition to their new world order agenda. Yet things about abortion, homosexual marriage, no matter how many times it's flagged as inappropriate or um, offensive will, you know, be promoted, not only continue to be played, but promoted, you know, at the top echelons of, of, you know, the YouTube advertising market. And this is how, you know, through backdoor, uh, censorship that they will work until they are able to pull the plug and criminalize free speech. That day's coming, my friend. Indeed it is. And tell me again, how do you feel about this? This ICANN stuff, um, specifically, with respect to... Euphemism for, I can censor anything you say, and I can keep people from hearing what you think. Okay. Because I'm, I'm getting tired of these people who, uh, who say, well, I've been in IT you know, for the last 25 years, and I think you're just making too much of it. When, in fact, it, it involves not just the registry but also the, the there's an economic side to this there's a taxation side to this the, um, now, the I'll just say it this way okay Albert Einstein had the smarts to get away from the Nazis when he could how many Jews said the same thing that gee guys it's not going to be that bad yeah that's right yeah um, or, or decide to look the other way um, for whatever Stupid reason uh, they offered, but uh, the, you know the effect. You know, had people stood up, had more people said no, and, and come to the aid of of the Jews and the Christians and and, and the Africans, even back in World War Two, uh, things could have turned out a lot different, perhaps. But uh, you know, we, we can't afford at this point. We, you know what, Dave? I don't think we can afford to miss I, many missteps. I don't think we can afford those. 
we need to unite, and that's what we're doing, by the way, folks. Uh, Sunday night, we're going to be we're gonna, we're honored to be able to uh, uh, be a part of the Common Sense Show uh, for the third hour. Joe and I, alternative, uh, alternating. Uh, we're very proud to do that. And join forces, and and because like minds have to join forces, and we have to get the word out. And your your platform, Dave, is so great. Uh, so wide. I mean, your numbers are, folks. Dave's numbers are incredible, man. I mean, he was telling me about his numbers. I, you know, he's kind of humble publicly. I mean, but yeah, I never dreamed are... that yeah. that many people would be coming to my site. And it, it's not an ego thing; it's an amazement thing. <laughs> you know, I got started in this going back to the story about my community. I was on a radio station, KBSC, three times in Wickenburg, and the late Pete Peterson, who owned the station, used to interview me about how John McCain and the globalists were trying to force us off our land without any compensation. And one day, after we were done with the third interview, he said, Dave, you need to have your own show. I said, no, 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 Pete. You can interview me, and I'm okay with that. I can't do my own show. I'm not trained for it. And and sometimes, you know, what I learned from this experience is I took a leap of faith. My wife said to me, why not? And I had a couple of friends to me say, you know, what's the worst thing that happens? You bomb and you're right back where you started. And I thought, yeah, okay. So I went on there and we actually grew to five affiliates until Pete's health forced him to sell the station. The next people just ran it into the ground. So I ditched there for greener pastures and continue my broadcasting career. But the fact is, Doug, I never planned to be doing what I'm doing. I mean, and I said this uh, on an earlier interview today, and I know this sounds entirely stupid, but I grew up, you know, playing sports. I love sports. I hate the pro sports because of what they become. But I love the uh, honesty and integrity of pure competition and, and putting your manhood on the line and challenging yourself to be the best because the lessons I learned there on the basketball court and the football field really helped me become who I was in other areas of my life, helped me become a better father, helped me become competitive in the workplace. And I sit around today, and I, and I kid you not, and I still fantasize about I wished I was still coaching college basketball. And really, it was the most fun job I ever had. What I do now is not fun. What I do now is a duty. It's a duty to my fellow countrymen. It's a duty to my family. It's a duty to God. That's not fun. It's a responsibility that, that I that I bear. But I love coaching, and I fantasize about going back to it. But Doug, then I kind of come out of that stupor, and I say to myself, I got a job to do now. What's the next article? Because these are the times we're in. Playtime is over. You know, recess is behind me now, and I don't get to have that fun anymore. I find pleasure in my family and things we get to do, but, I, you know, I don't get to do the wonderful things I did for so many years because John McCain visited my neighborhood. That's what started this. I mean, we were facing, uh, we lost all our property rights, and they told us is because, oh, you're too near an Air Force base. Really, we're 25 miles from the base, and you got to fly your jets 25, mile, 25 miles over 250,000 people to get to us, and you're telling us we're too close? Well, what it was, we were sitting on the planned Canamex corridor, which was the transportation corridor for the Central American Free Trade Agreement. And one night I was looking at a map at 1230 in the morning, and I had an epiphany. And I said, oh, this is what they're after. 
that boy was I ever right I was 100% right and that's when I really got into the media and drew a lot of attention and Ernie Hancock from uh, Freedom's Phoenix approached me and said Dave I'd like you to start writing articles and I said Ernie I'm reasonably literate and I'm reasonably well educated but I don't think I can write articles like you're asking me to. And it was kind of like the broadcasting thing again. And this is what I would tell people out there. I didn't have any training, and it probably shows quite a bit too, but I never dreamed I would ever be behind the microphone as a host. Never dreamed I would be writing every day, multiple times a day, about the current issues of the day. But sometimes you're called to do things, and I think this is a calling that the Lord put in front of me. And you're called to do things, and you have to rise to the challenge. And Annie DeRiso, who is my new director, wonderful person, and she was my news director for six years. She tried to get me to quit coaching long before I did. She said, Dave, this is your calling, because I was trying to serve two masters then, you know, professionally, and and she was right. This, This is my calling. But, Doug, I would love to go back to the days when life was simple. And and that's never going to happen. It's not going to happen in my lifetime. This is a multi-generational fight between good and evil. And what's that saying? That if there's a war, let it be today so my son can know peace. Well, that's kind of how I see this right now. Because I don't think, and I hate to say this, please, please, as God is my witness, believe me, I hate saying this. But I agree with Mike Adams. No matter who wins the election, no matter what the outcome is, the other side's going to raise so much trouble that we're going to have a fight on our hands. I, I totally agree with that. And I agree, regardless of the outcome of the election, there will be this pall cast upon the results. There will people, there will be people who will cast doubt on the legitimacy of the elections to such an extent, I believe they could very well spill over into a, uh, uh, into a crisis uh, of epic proportions. Much yeah, George like- Soros will invent a group called Democratic Lives Matter, and he'll terrorize every single American city if Trump wins. <laughs> Good one there, yes. Yes. Um, Dave, we only have a couple of minutes left of this segment here, um, and I know you're a busy guy. you got the more radio commitments tonight. So uh, what's, what's your biggest... Uh, What's your biggest target? on What's on your radar right now? The, 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 uh, there's multiple bogeys coming over the horizon, you know, and, 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 I, and I need to disperse my fire in a wide parameter because there's just too much. Um, I mean, I, the economy could go any minute. The Deutsche Bank going under, and it's any day it's going to go under. They're a big holder in credit swap derivatives, and that affects what happens over here in this country, and that could be enough. They won't send a ripple across the pond when Deutsche Bank goes down. It'll be a tsunami. And I don't know if that's enough to take our economy down, but it could. And and certainly cyber attacks upon the grid remain a possibility, uh, a possibility the EMP attack. I mean, that was credible what Gary Haven brought out. And, and I asked my contact who used to be a two-star general, uh, one of my best contacts, and I asked him, I said, well, which one of these things do you think is going to come true? And I named off about seven or eight things, and he said all of them. He said they will do whatever they feel they need to do to get control over us. And I was told the same thing by my FEMA friend that you know I've written about and talked about. He bugged out almost four years ago, and he said you know he had to get out of harm's way because he's like the original brown shirt. And he said you know when things go bad, they're going to kill me and my family. So he went into hiding with other like-minded people from FEMA and DHS. 
and I asked him, I said, what are they going to do to us? He said, well, he said, they're not going to start out with heavy-duty stuff. They're going to try to bring you down systematically. But he said, if they can't get the country the way they want it, it's going to be extreme bioterrorism. And this man's specialty was counter-bioterrorism. And what he told me, he said, we have weapons that are so smart, so intelligent, that even the Mossad doesn't know we have them. And he said, they're going to unleash holy hell on us. He said, if they can't get the way they want. And I actually asked him how long. He said, two to four years. And he said, this is why I'm bugging out now, so we can get there, get safe, get secure. And and so that's a possibility. And he said the same thing the general said. He said, they're going to do whatever they need to do to gain control. And that's the time we're at right now. I mean, Donald Trump is not going to be allowed to take the oath of office. That doesn't mean we don't vote for him, because we need to force the issue out into the open. But he will never take the oath of office. I don't see that happening. They will take down this country, they'll prevent the election, or they'll assassinate him. But I think they also know at this point, if they assassinate him, if you think people support Trump, what do you think they'll do with Pence in the aftermath of that? They'll have created a martyr candidate, and Pence would destroy Hillary Clinton in the election. Wow. Those are some pretty heavy-duty assertions there. I mean... Well, they killed Bobby Kennedy. Yeah. They killed Martin Luther King. They yep. killed John Kennedy, all for very similar related reasons. Yep. They've shown no shame or remorse. These same people, the second generation from the 60s generation, they're, they're cut out of the same cloth. Oh, I think they're worse. Yeah, we didn't have uh, yeah. the potential of weapons of mass destruction unleashed upon the American people by its own administration, but this administration would do that. The Obama yeah. people, the Clinton people, are capable of anything that you can conceive of that's evil. I agree with that. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I think that, sadly, whether it's economic weapons or biological weapons, or as Dave said, we, all the above. Yeah, we will feel the wrath of their their weaponry sooner than later. Yeah, yeah brother. I, I, and and here here's the sad part: you and I have time to make pay, peace with our Maker. We have time to repent and ask for redemption and salvation. What about the estimated 50% of the people um, who... Uh, let me give you a quote from Gary Haven. It was a great quote. He was talking to the producer of the movie Idiocracy, which was the story of sending a man to the future to see what it was like, and he was chosen because he was average in every way, and he was the Einstein of the society, and they'd become some, so dumbed down. And the producer of that movie said, I never thought that this movie that was meant to be a comedy would ever become a documentary. And that describes about half our country today. They're not going to have a chance to make peace with God. They're not, they're not taking the opportunity now to store food, water, gold, and so forth. I mean, it's going to be one big poop farm for them when things break loose, and they're not going to have a chance of redemption. And that, that's, that's what drives me right now, because I feel like I'm on this great commission to try not just to win souls to God, but to try to wake people up so they have a chance to survive. Amen. Brother, thank you so much for sharing your your time with us tonight, man. And, uh, the, boy, I'll tell you something. The, uh, the, thanks for allowing us to be part of your program. 
Oh, oh no, the pleasure is 100% mine, and the beneficiaries are my audience. And we're going to start out with Joe this Sunday, and right. we'll probably do some alternating, but sometimes I'm going to bring you both on so you can tag team the Hodge. But I have to warn you, the old saying goes, you can't dodge the Hodge. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Sounds like fun, uh, and uh, looking forward to it, Dave. Well, well, God okay, bless thanks you. for having me on, guys. Great to talk thanks. to you. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Have a good night. That was Dave Hodges from the Common Sense Show dot com. Yeah, I can't talk to Hodge, huh? <laughs> That's uh pretty funny. Yeah, man. I didn't hear that uh didn't hear that before now. Uh you know we And again, have, just for those who, who might not have heard, we're going to be um alternating my father and I and then sometimes together uh, on Dave Hodges show on Sunday nights. Man. Um for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And we're gonna kinda partner up and um Settle get together and, is what and we're going to be doing. Yeah, put our collective minds together and 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 uh, do some shows and get some information out there and and change things up a bit, a little and, bit and of change of pace. We kind of have a little bit of announcement ourselves. We, you know, uh, Jackie, uh, who many people have known or met, uh, whether in Texas or in Florida. Here, um, let me she, turn the camera. She's going to be uh, she's going to be helping us out. I mean, you know, we're, we're growing as well. She going to be shining our shoes, or no? Her? She is such a doll and such an intelligent <laughs> woman. Um, so proud to have her on our team, folks. We'll be right back right after this. Stay right where you're at. More news. Coming at you full force tonight. Um, yes, we have a full house, uh, even including our coughing daughter, Jackie, my daughter, Jackie. Uh, she's going to be taking care of the social networking. More on that uh, later. we got a couple of surprises for you. You know, there's a lot of news, a lot of headlines really out there, and uh, we need to be paying close attention to what's going on, folks. Before we get back to the news and analysis of that, you heard Alan Riggs on our program earlier this week. Um, folks, Greenovative, it's a small company in Florida. They've created what's known as the GMAG power cell. It produces electricity. It's a device that produces electricity just by adding salt water. It, the newest development is the Super GMAG battery recharger. They've got a replaceable magnesium power box. Super GMAG charger will charge six 1,000 milliamp hour AA or AAA rechargeable batteries in about three hours, over 20 times per pair of power pucks. You don't need sun. You don't need wind or a hand crank. All you need is a little ordinary table salt, about two teaspoons worth, and a little water. Shake for a few seconds, and the unit instantly makes electricity. Using magnesium as a power source, just adding salt water makes power instantly available. Super GMAG, that chargeable is affordable, lightweight, it weighs about 8 ounces, durable, EMP-proof, and environmentally friendly. GMAG charger will provide convenient and safe power for recharging six AA batteries off the grid 
or when the power sources are not available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night. Super GMAG Charger has an indefinite shelf life and will charge an unlimited number of batteries by replacing the power pucks. You know what? Even if you don't have salt water available to you, if the worst comes to worst and, man, you are in the thick of it, yeah, a little urine will run the pack. If you're alive, you've got power. Having no moving parts and able to provide enough power to charge about 130 batteries per pair of Power Pucks Super G Mag more than pays for itself during use. Hey, you need power, just add water. Folks, go to greenovative.com or hagmanreport.com. Look for Greenovative. What a wonderful prepper's tool. It's invaluable. It's ingenious. We use it here at the Hagman Studio. Thank you for that, Alan Riggs. Now, you know, uh, the train derailment in New Jersey today. You, did y'all see that? It, uh, yeah. train hopped the tracks. Okay. One dead, a hundred injured. Uh, some uh, say three dead, a hundred injured. Yeah. But. The numbers are, are fluid. But, but look, folks, you know, it could, it could very well be, uh, mechanical error, operator error, who knows. But what bothers me about this, and, and tell me if you agree with it, what bothers me is the fact that didn't we just have a bomb over there in the Elizabeth, New Jersey station? Yes. Okay. Is this just coincidence? Is this just, is it coincidence? You know, that's a good question. Um, and investigators are looking into different, uh, possibilities as to what caused this, uh, train derailment. But one thing that is, um, they are sure of is that they, the train company had uh, a few years, I think it was three years, to put in these uh, automated uh, speed systems right. where they would yep. slow down the uh, the speed of a, of a car if it was approaching its destination or if, if it seemed that it was going too fast for um, what it was supposed to be doing. And for some reason, they have not been implemented yet. Leaving follow, many to ask, the money. right? Leaving many to ask. I mean, I've even seen speculation on the internet as people saying, you know, due to the fifteen thousand refugees Obama's brought over here, you know, uh, spending money on that rather than making sure that the uh, rail systems had the proper updates and were safe. Um, you know, that's more hyperbole, I think, than anything else. But there is definitely some. Um, there's something strange, like you said. Is it a coincidence? Is it? Uh, is there something going on in this part of uh, the country that we need to to keep our eye on? Uh, there's definitely something odd about this, and it's very sad to see in this day and age that we continue to see these, you know, uh, mass casualty, mass injury events like these train crashes when we have such advanced technology. You know, they're trying to roll out these automated. Uh, driverless uh, cars now, yep. and you know every other day we see articles on how these um, driverless cars continue to to crash and even kill people in instances. But yet they say by 2025 we're going to have uh, driverless cars will be the new norm. There will be no car ownership, and it just makes you wonder um, what's really going on with this. But uh, yeah, the the train crash is is one thing that. Uh, it's been on the front of Dredge for most of the day, and they said that it's um, they're searching for answers. Uh, police question train engineers 
they even say cars went airborne. Technology to avoid collision was missing. And that's what we just spoke about earlier, is these sensors that were supposed to help stop the trains if they got uh, a too high rate of a speed near stops. Yeah. So... Um, Hopefully this is the only uh, time we see this. And is it terror-related? They have not ruled that out as of yet. But it's little things like this that, that will really, the, the, the little, when I say little, I, that's not the, that's not the minimize of the, the damage or the deaths or the injuries, but, but, you know, it's not, uh, an obvious explosion or something like that. It's these little, um, incidents that collect and, it's these are the things I believe we have to watch because we're so busy looking at the bigger things or looking for the bigger things. We're not seeing the smaller things. If I can yeah. jump into something real quick here, Joe, um, I, I wrote an article today. It's right now, if you want to comment on it, it's on the cover of Canada Free Press. The title of it is Poster Child for Progressive Policy of Illegal Immigration. I don't know how many people have seen this this recounting of events. Um, and guy, folks, the yeah. bookmark HagmanReport.com yes. Um, each and every day, there is fresh new content up there. And each and every day, there is fresh new content up there. Yes. Uh, not only by my father, but JD, uh, Eric the Tech, myself, and others. The site is being populated much more frequently. It is uh, staying current, fresh, with the most topical and important news. It's important so show prep. Check yep. it throughout the day, not just in the morning, because it's, it changes and it changes fast. Well, and, and this is up on HagmanReport.com. And again, if you want to comment on the article specifically, which does raise its visibility, you go to CanFreePress.com and find the article, which is uh, the uh, again poster child for progressive policy of illegal immigration. A guy by the name of Sylvester uh, Franco Luviano. He's forty years old. Now, now think about this. This guy is a Mexican national. He's he, 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 he's from Mexico. He's in the United States illegally. He first entered the United States illegally in 1996. He was deported after a criminal conviction. This guy came across the border, committed crimes, caught, sent back to Mexico. Well, now, uh, he then re-entered the United States in 2009 and was caught again and deported. And again in 2011, he was arrested in Austin. Texas, by the way, and sentenced to eight months in jail after a series of crimes. He was ultimately deported back in 2014. Now, I'm not sure what he's doing between 2011 and 2014 after the, serving the, the minimum jail sentence. But the border patrol agents at the border have been told to stand down by Obama, e- even to such an extent that uh, Breitbart was reporting this. Uh, in February of last year, Obama issued a warning to Immigration and Customs Enforcement officials, ICE agents, telling them to stop deporting illegal aliens, at least the ones with fel- or without uh, felonies. Don't do that anymore. And the Border Patrol agents and ICE officials are saying, first of all, that's against, against, the, against the law. And what are we here for? Well, let's get back to old Sylvester, because it was Monday last, and during the early morning hours, when he began his murderous spree in a northern suburb of Austin, Texas, folks. It's on the screen. 
if you're watching this live via YouTube. Now I'm going to tell you something. I don't know how many people ever had to, whether you were you were a police officer, or whatever your position might be, have you ever had to go to a family and deliver the news of a loved one's death? How about a loved one's murder? Have you ever had to do that? Yeah, if you have, you know it's a bad time. It's even worse receiving that news. But the senseless aspect of this, the lawlessness of this, which you'll never hear on the progressive democratic national socialist uh, uh, idiots in the media, is the fact that uh, this guy entered the country illegally, not once, not twice, but three times, and then went on a murderous spree this past Monday, killing two people. And he was out there shooting cars at random, in addition to hijacking or carjacking other vehicles and terrorizing families. This guy is a criminal putz. All right? You know what? I'm going to reserve that word, putz, to the people, for example, who think that we are doing a service to these people by giving them a path to citizenship. Or, in this case, perhaps blaming the guns or gun ownership as opposed to those pulling the trigger, especially the illegals in this country. Folks, if you're not righteously angry, you're not paying attention. If you don't have righteous anger in in your body, you're not paying attention. And if you think this is all right, if you think that sanctuary cities are all across the United States, if you think that's a good idea, if you think that these poor Mexican people and poor immigrants, poor other than Mexicans coming across the southern border, are doing so just just to, to follow their dream, then you're delusional. Sure, I'm sure there are some. But go through the front door, not through the windows, not through the back door. And certainly don't break down the back door. But the, but the big takeaway from this is this. You've got the, you, you've had decades upon decades of opportunities to shut the border down. To, to follow the law when it comes to illegal immigration. But you've got George W. Bush and his cadre of progressives, globalists, who have chosen not to. As a matter of fact, not only have they chosen not to, him and Obama and others in charge, including the Gang of Eight and the people in the Congress right now, have laid out... They might as well have dropped maps into Mexico and other countries and, and saying, here, follow the yellow brick road or follow the lines, follow the breadcrumbs into this country. Because you see, this is not a failure of policy. This is a policy success by the Democratic National Socialist Progressive uh, Globalist uh, uh, Putzes. They're trying to destroy our country from within. And this is the only way they can do it. And with the influx of immigrants, illegal aliens, that is, with this influx, are people who want to destroy this country. And that Border Patrol agent is cited in the article saying, you know what? It's a porous border, and anyone can get through the southern border at just about any time. And Obama is threatening to prosecute and persecute those people charged with border security for, in fact, uh, securing the border. This is ridiculous. It's backwards. And, and we need to make it a priority. So we need to, in my view anyway, 
the the situation when you have to put a sign up down Joey the signs are down there on the southern border even 50 100 miles into America where it says you know the, the illegals illegal crossing like a deer crossing sign <laughs> really really and and the possibilities of you getting raped carjacked your house broken into in that area is absolutely the numbers are, are the statistics are outrageous and i know people will say well you can't prove that there are no statistics uh and that's true to some extent the the, the feds in particular do not permit those statistics from being uh gathered but the bottom line here is this. The doors, the gates, the border, wide open. And uh, God help this country. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's um, as Savage says, borders, language, and culture. We lack uh, the borders. The language is being just assaulted every every day. And our culture is being assailed by this balkanization of this country. You want to look into the potential future of America and the religious freedom or oppression that we will see. Look no further than China, as China launches religious winter in bid to destroy Christianity in fierce crackdown. Christians are preparing for a harsh, harsh religious winter as the Chinese authorities ban them from traveling in the latest government crackdown. Um, this is a... a startling piece of information the chinese communist party is tightening its grip on worship and has released a new set of religious restrictions to come into place next month all unofficial religious activity will be suppressed with house churches forced to disband and strict travel restrictions in place as china continues its attempt to undermine the vatican the ruling Chinese Communist Party is officially atheist with more than half of the China's 1.4 billion population not associated with any religious or religion or belief. Those following one of China's five officially recognized religions Buddhism, Taoism, Islam, Catholicism, or Protestantism, and affiliated with one of the corresponding state-sanctioned patriotic religious associations, are protected in theory from the government's war on religion. But in newly discovered documents reveal Christians will not be exempt from the regime's persecution. In an attempt at democracy, the draft has been sent to the public for consultation before the regulations come into force only in one week, October 7th. One of the new rules says it will be an offense to organize citizens to attend religious trainings, conferences, and activities abroad preaching, organizing religious activities, and establishing religious institutions or religious sites at schools and providing religious services through the Internet. In a bid for the new rules to be accepted, the government claims some of the restrictions are in the interest of state security. There will also be limits on accepting teaching posts in foreign countries and organizing religious activities in unapproved religious sites allowing the government to monitor state-controlled churches and stamp out any underground religious movements. The regime is known to make changes to religious affairs every 10 years, with the last set of laws being unveiled in 2006. A pastor 
told an advocacy charity, China Aid, studying the newly revised regulations on religious affairs, it is evident that the party wants to take charge of religion. The government wants to control everything, even the smallest aspect. One characteristic of the draft is the empowerment of local government bodies all the way down to the communities. This revision will further reduce the possibility of loosening religious controls in China. It is becoming impossible. The latest crackdown has been branded as alarming by one U.S.-based pastor. And the the pastor of the church said, We can see that the government is clenching tighter and tighter on Christianity, Catholicism, Buddhism, and Islam. The laws are becoming more and more specific and detailed when suppressing Christian family churches, Catholicism, and all other underground religions. And the article goes on to talk about the powerful legal base for future suppression of the religions and how the conditions of religion, religious freedom in China will continue to worsen. They say that this draft will bring upon religious winter so harsh that we must seek guidance from God, says the pastor. But overall, they said that this is some of the most oppressive restrictions uh, and controls on religion ever drafted in their their words is the goal of indoctrinating minors, brainwashing children, or to, to not indoctrinate minors or brainwash children into superstitious beliefs such as religious beliefs. And this is just something that we uh, are seeing here in America, the crackdown of religion being taught in schools and public places and just in all areas of our public and now becoming private lives. Switching gears here, I don't know how many saw this. You know that bill the president vetoed to disallow U.S. citizens from suing Saudi Arabia over 9-11. And Congress reaffirmed it. White House lashes out at embarrassing Senate veto override. The White House lashed out at the Senate Wednesday for overriding President Obama's veto of legislation that would allow U.S. citizens to sue Saudi Arabia over the September 11 terrorist attacks. I would venture to say that this is the single most embarrassing thing that the United States Senate has done since 1983, Obama spokesman Josh Ernest told reporters aboard Air Force One. Ernest was responding to a reporter who told him Wednesday's vote was the most overwhelming since a 95-0 to vote in 1983. In that year, the Senate overrode Reagan's veto of a land bill to give a few acres to six retired couples who paid for it, but later learned it was still government property because of surveying error. Anyway, the Senate voted 97-1 to Wednesday to override Obama's veto, and the House is expected to hold its override vote on Wednesday afternoon, which is expected to pass by a wide margin. It will be the first time Congress successfully negates Obama's veto. The vote was a major blow to Obama, prompting questions about his diminishing sway over Capitol Hill and foreign policy months before he leaves office. Now, this bill will have, uh, if this, con- if the House uh, continues with the veto, it will allow families to sue Saudi Arabia over 9-11. Saudi Arabia has threatened to pull billions of dollars, if not more, in currency from the United States 
financial system, but also to hold back oil if this is allowed to go through. So where is that going to leave us? I think um, we will find out soon, but it does not look good. Which begs the question, was Obama right to veto this? And was the Senate, or was the Senate right to override his veto? And is this going to create a international? I mean, because the U.S. and Saudi Arabia are very close allies. Is this something that's? Um, is this a straw that's big enough to break the camel's back in our relationship between the U.S. and Saudi Arabia? That's the question. Domestically, we've got a situation now that, as we see, we're looking at things heat up between the the progressives, the democratic national socialists, the globalists. That is, the, the followers, the foot soldiers of the uh, of the Hillary, okay, of the Hillary globalists of, of Obama, the uh, the those people. And you know, it's interesting. You go back and you you, you remember when when Obama was talking about creating this great civilian army, great civilian force, and then you see these groups pop up, like Black Lives Matter and other these other leftist groups that, that have their roots in uh, the 60s Alinsky globalist mindset. And now we see, uh, as we see the, the uh, election winding down, you're, you're seeing the campaigning winding down. Or winding up, I, it doesn't really matter what your take is. But what we're seeing here is um, uh, there are more and more fights breaking out between Trump supporters and Hillary supporters. Now it doesn't mm-hmm. matter the man or, or there was the a person. Woman, just okay. I mean, just today there was a woman attacked yeah. uh, for wearing a Trump hat. Yes, there was another man attacked by a Black Lives Matter movement. Well, you're you're seeing defacement of property, not so much by Trump supporters, but by Hillary supporters and Sanders supporters. Did you see the guy got electrocuted trying to? Yes, it was a woman actually that, you know. But um, uh, or I'm sorry, there was a guy, and then there was a woman who uh, they attached a. a, There was a fishing line spread across. Anyway, yeah, there there were two numerous occasions where they were videotaped. But uh, the point of the matter is this: the the uh, rift among families, friends, employers, and employees, and workplace uh, people within workplaces, and even churches and communities, is getting deep. Is getting severe. It's getting the, the the rift is getting much greater, and this is being stoked up by both the uh, the media to a large extent, as well as the people, the the community organizing type people. Uh, you've got some money being funded to the, uh, uh, the to the protesters slash rioters. Did you see that email I sent you? Yes. Did I, you read through that? Yes. Okay. So what you've got is this: you've got this crazy, but yet effective influx of money, resources, and well, people are being handled. There, there's the the foot soldiers, the the pawns in this the people you know that that you can almost tell who they are okay just by their appearance because they're well you can just i'll just leave it at that they think are of this before the break you know you have george soros here as an example he funnels a million dollars to 10 different people you know they funnel that million dollars each a yes. hundred thousand yes. to 10 different people so you have like a hundred people 
all of them, you know, now have their money and their marching orders on the ground, and it all goes back up to the people at the top. Well, right, right, and the people at the top are the ones who are the architects of the of the of the uh, uh, communist agenda back in the '60s, the Alinsky, the Che Guevara, the all of that back in the '60s. But here's the here's what I'm getting at. In 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 short, we are going to see this deepen and get worse and even and, and this is not going to stop after the election trust me when i tell you this this is going to be seeded even greater after the election especially if trump prevails and manages somehow to get in and stay in i can guarantee you this is going to be get, get worse and that the epicenter of this will be the globalist using organizations like black lives matter as pawns we're going to be right back stay right where you're at Criminals in Washington, you just, <laughs> wow. You know, uh, released yesterday, I believe it was, the uh, no follow-up after Huma Abedin caught in falsehood. Now, we know the ties Huma Abedin has to the Muslim Brotherhood. You know, and as much as, as the people, the uh, the progressives, the leftists, the Hillary supporters, the blind uh, the blind animals that follow the Hillary uh Mindset and mantra, as much as as evidence upon evidence and stacks of evidence uh, that shows the not just the criminality but the Islamic infiltration that we've been warning about, and this goes back, folks. This Islamic infiltration goes back to the very issue, the birther issue, and you know this kind of really chops my pancakes. I don't know, man. It just it, uh, it, when you think about it. This could have all been mitigated, perhaps, had people, especially the leaders in this country, the so-called self-proclaimed progressive leaders and their mouthpieces with the, the big talkers, had said, wait a minute, we don't even know who this this numbskull, Barry Satoro, Barack Hussein Obama II is. We don't have his papers. And and the, and the and the piece of crap that you that you, that you brought in 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 2011, yeah, yeah, you can't even authenticate that. And, and those who've investigated uh, have, have verified that it's most likely a forgery. And that goes back to the cold case posse. In addition to other and even more uh, capable hands. But the bottom line is, you got Huma Abedin. Uh, you know, in in the second seat with uh, Hillary Clinton and, and the, the Department of State. And now it comes out where uh, she lied to the FBI. She lied to, to Congress um, that uh, the um, uh, email, with regard to the email situation, she knew all about it. I, I'm not going to get into the story, but the fact is the lawlessness is unfettered. It's just there. I mean, Al Capone, if he was working today, if he was alive today, Man, you know, he, he, well, of course, maybe they go after him or either that or put him on their side. Got an announcement real quick to make tonight. 
Folks, this is exciting. This is uh, bringing, bringing our daughter Jackie into the fold. God bless her. And, and you've helped do this. Through your support, you've helped do this. We're reaching to a new demographic here. Tonight after the show, we're going to be adding a post to our Facebook page. That's facebook.com Hagman Report. We'll be adding uh, a new po- or post to our Facebook page tonight, right after the show. And, and here's what we're going to do with this. You ready? Now, I know some people, oh, I don't like Facebook. I, I, I get that. I understand. But this is going to allow you, the viewers and listeners to this program, to ask anything you want of us within reason. I just happen to think of some questions that could be asked that, nah, come on. Be sensible about this. We're going to be answering them during the show tomorrow, tomorrow night. During tomorrow night's show, we're going to be answering them. So be sure to ask something you've always wanted to know the answer to, whether it's about uh, programming or whatever it might be. It can be something related to our current events or our guest speakers or anything you want our opinions on, whatever it might be. This is a new venue where you can actually ask us questions, and this is going to appear tonight after tonight's show on our Facebook page, and that's facebook.com slash Hagman Report. Now, in the future, Joe and I are going to be uh, doing more Q&As, most likely on the weekends, on either Facebook or Twitter. Now, Twitter is twitter.com slash Hagman Report. That'll be answered online and during the show in real time. It's our way of connecting with each one of you. All right. If you'd like access to our future behind-the-scenes footage and pictures, oh, boy, be sure to follow us on Instagram. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Username Hagman Report. So they tell me they tell me that there's some pictures of uh, Jackie. said, you better check the pictures on Instagram of you. You got some not-so-flattering pictures on Instagram. i got to check that out. Videos. Videos. <laughs> Username Hagman Report us as well on Instagram. So do that. Facebook, uh, Facebook.com Hagman Report. We're at tonight after the show. The viewers and listeners, you can, you can ask us anything you like within reason. I mean, don't, don't be, don't be silly because we're not going to entertain silliness. Uh, but you can be out there a little bit too and we'll give you our answers on air tomorrow night. How's that? Does that work for you? I think so. It's going to be fun, Joe. Yes, it will. Um, we're going to go back to something that both Dave Hodges and Rick Wiles uh, talked about on our show. Folks, if you joined us late, uh, Rick Wiles was with us for the first hour. He is the host of True News, uh, the radio show that airs each and every weekday um, and has aired for the last 18 years and uh, is one of the top Christian shows in the nation and Dave Hodges from the Common Sense Show um, they're talk- they both mentioned about Russia and specifically the State Department now Russia has come out and said that the U.S. has always been the main sponsor of the Islamic State wait that wasn't Russia that was the former CIA contractor to Russia today the U.S. claimed that Russian troops will go home in body bags if Moscow doesn't end its Aleppo offensive is absurd. Former CIA contractor Stephen Kelly told RT, he said Russia is the only answer to defeating ISIS. 
other experts also weighing in on the subject. Um, when asked about State Department spokesperson John Kirby's warning that Russia will continue to send troops home in body bags if it doesn't put an end to the offensive, uh, Kelly said Washington is pretending to be fighting Islamic State when it is, isn't doing so at all. Well, the State Department has threatened terror attacks in Russia if Moscow keeps fighting ISIS. More Russians' lives will be lost. More Russian aircraft will be shot down. In extraordinary comments that have gone virtually unnoticed by the media, U.S. State Department spokesman John Kirby threatened Moscow with terror attacks in Russia's cities and even shoot down Russian, uh, sh- sh- shooting down of Russian jets if Vladimir Putin continued his fight against ISIS in Syria. Extremist groups will continue to exploit the vacuums that are there in Syria to expand their operations, which could include attacks against Russian interests, perhaps Russian cities. Russia will continue to send troops home in body bags and will continue to lose resources, perhaps even aircraft, Kirby told reporters at Wednesday's Wednesday's press briefing, adding that if the war in Syria continues, more Russian lives will be lost, more Russian aircraft will be shot down. While the comments will obviously be presented by the media as Kirby claiming that these will be the consequences of Moscow's involvement in Syria, Russian Foreign Minister spokesman uh, Zakharikov took the remarks as thinly veiled threats, and those will be perpetrated by moderate Syrian opposition groups, he said on a Facebook post just the ones that Washington has been unable to separate from al-Nusra for as long as six months. Don't you think that such ventriloquism about body bags, terrorist attacks in Russian cities, and lost aircraft sounds more like get command rather than a diplomatic comment, they added? And, folks, you can go to RT or InfoWars uh, to continue reading about that story. Now, uh, in other news pertaining to nuclear war, North Korea, nuclear war with North Korea coming? On Sunday, North Korea warned the United States that it could wipe out Manhattan with a single hydrogen bomb. And earlier this month, North Korea threatened to make preemptive and offensive nuclear strikes on the United States in response to aggression. Aggressive military exercises currently being conducted in South Korea. And the U.S. military by the U.S. military. So, does nuclear war with North Korea actually pose a significant security risk to the country? According to the Washington Post, the entire west coast of the U.S. is within reach of North Korea's intercontinental ballistic missiles. The only question is whether or not North Korea's ultra paranoid leader would ever actually press the button. And I would say our missile defense systems would be able to stop any launch by North Korea, nu- uh, North Korea nuclear offensive. All right. Moving along here. I want to make sure we hit this story. I found this interesting. This is from the Business Insider. Did an interview. Jake Tapper did an interview with Obama. And Tapper's from CNN. And Obama and Tapper had some tense words over why he would not say radical Islamic terrorism. Now, President Obama sparred with CNN host Jake Tapper on Wednesday night in a tense exchange over Obama's refusal to use the phrase 
radical Islamic terrorism. During a CNN town hall event focusing on the U.S. military, Gold Star mother Tina Hutchins asked Obama why he wouldn't use the term. Some critics, including Republican President nominee Donald Trump, have agreed, I'm sorry, have argued that Obama's uh, insistence not to use the term or to refer to terrorist attacks committed in the name of groups like the Islamic State or Al-Qaeda shows that he is not well equipped to fight terrorism. The truth of the matter is that it is an issue that has been sort of manufactured because there is no doubt, as I've said repeatedly, that where we've seen terrorist organizations like Al-Qaeda or ISIL, they have perverted or distorted or tried to claim the mantle of Islam as an excuse for barbarism and death, Obama said. Obama later seemed to allude to Trump as he continued to answer Hutchinson's questions. I'll be honest with you, the danger is where we get loose in the in this language, particularly when a president or people aspiring to become president get loose with this language. You can see it in talking about Muslim Americans here and the notion that somehow we start having religious tests and who can come to this country and who is investigated and whether the Bill of Rights applies to them in the same way Obama said. Again, uh, Obama completely changing the subject and avoiding the issue of why he refuses to call terror radical Islamic terror or Islamic related. He continues to say it's a perversion of the religion of Islam. Right. But yet, any time they try to claim some uh, right-wing you know, uh, religious, uh, advocate, you know, Christian suicide bomber or, uh, you know, gun attacker. They have no problem using any other motive, religion, or narrative for their excuse for the attack, except when it comes to radical Islam. Not only that, they protect it basically, you know, with their reputations from top down I'm starting to wonder if Hillary Clinton herself isn't a Muslim just like John Brennan just like Jay Johnson just like Obama just like every other head of state in our government why else would we allow thousands tens of thousands plus into this country unvetted from war-torn nations that hate our country with the sworn goal of invasion through immigration in order to do everything in their power to bring us down through violence immigration and chaos. Jihad. Yeah. In, in line with that, look, New York City, de Blasio, folks, I mean, this is the most ridiculous example of uh, unbridled progressive mental illness that then you'll, that you'll ever see. Just two weeks after the, the terror bombings, uh, uh, the bombings in New York City. The Blasio is coming out and implementing this "I am Muslim, I am New York" campaign. I don't know oh, whether yeah. you've heard of this, but two days after the event, yeah. event attack, he um, we, no, he I, came out and did something. We had a similar. picture. We have a picture. I don't know if Eric has it. Or, okay, if not, don't worry about it. You can find it on the internet, folks. Don't worry about it, Eric, because that's uh, 
we're nearing the close of the program anyway, but a press release from the city on Monday explained that the uh, there's this new uh, initiative out there saying that across the country, hateful speech has, been, has made Muslim residents the target of misguided attacks and threats. Uh, Baloney, show me the statistics. You have more threats and more attacks and more uh, property damage and more assaults, uh, not against Muslims. They're, they're virtually non-existent. You've got more against the Christians and Jews. If you look at the reports of um, uh, hate crimes as they're classified against synagogues, and, and even Christian churches, you'll find that the, the far exceeds the uh, the uh, the, uh, um, uh, the Muslim. Uh, what do you call those Muslim churches? For crying out loud, it just escaped my my brain there. Um, mosque. Mosque. Thank you very much. My goodness. But but look, you've got you've got the Blasio, who just recently spent or allocated $265,000 of taxpayers' money to to promote that if you feel like a, uh, well, a bilingual ad campaign to encourage transgendered individuals to use the bathroom that they feel most identifies with their sexual identity. See, so $265,000 into a bilingual ad campaign to promote transgender bathroom use now you've got de Blasio out there uh, pushing this agenda of, well, I am Muslim, I am New York, and don't tread on me, baby. Instead of the Gazdan flag, you've got the uh, uh, the uh, you know mosque flag or the Islam flag that is the crescent and the, the crescent, star. Yeah. So so it's just ridiculous at its face. But see, this is how, and these are the the the, uh, the increasingly desperate throes of the progressive Muslim mindset, the progressive globalist mindset, Islam. Because Islam is easily weaponized, and that's the big thing, you can't you cannot hijack and and, and um, weaponize Christianity as quickly and easily as you can Islam, as we saw in World War II. That's what happened. Even before that, and subsequent to that, Islam is being weaponized by the globalists. The Muslims, sorry, but they're being used as pawns as well. You can't make this stuff up. And, and what, uh, 15 years after nine uh, eleven for crying out loud. And if I would have stood, and, and I, I maintain this, and I say this, and you've heard me say this before, if I would have stood on the rubble of the Trade Center and said in 2008 uh, we would have a president or a putative president in the White House with the middle name Hussein and, and a, a Muslim a CIA chief and a uh, second-in-command or, or a close aide to Hillary Clinton who is a Muslim, in the State Department, you punch me right in the security. head. Yes, yeah, it's ridiculous. How about this headline? I don't know how many people saw this today. Newspapers face death threats, lost subscriptions for endorsing Hillary Clinton. Anybody paying attention? Yes. Newspapers face death threats, lost subscriptions for endorsing Hillary Clinton. Now, I want to know: is this BS, or are they trying to just? Um, are they trying to stir up hype here uh, in, in claiming the victim, or uh, is this really happening? Yeah, okay. We, we can bring we're, the yak we're, back. Yeah, There's we're been a substantial a amount of blowback. Cincinnati Inquirer editor tells The Wrap, after ending decade-long streak of backing Republican candidates, newspapers with a history of endorsing Republican presidential candidates are losing subscribers, and even receiving death threats after endorsing Hillary Clinton over Donald Trump. 
The Arizona Republic's editorial board has received death threats since publishing its Clinton endorsement earlier this week, according to Arizona's NBC affiliate 12 News. It was the first time that the paper endorsed a Democrat in a general election since it launched in 1890. That's got to tell you something. Meanwhile, Cincinnati Inquirer Peter uh, Batia said his paper has lost hundreds of subscriptions since its editorial board broke nearly a century-long habit of backing the Republican in the presidential contest. There has been a substantial amount of blowback, that's for sure. Uh, they told the rap, the people who are reacting are predominantly unhappy with the endorsement. And it goes on from there. But see, headlines like this make me wonder, because I see this headline, but I see uh, five separate ones, which you mentioned earlier, that read as follows. Man uh, beaten, uh, where is it here? Shock video. Trump supporter attacked and beaten in California. Yep. And, a woman and, thrown oh, to the ground for wearing Make America Great Again hat. Yep. yep. And, you know, the ones about uh, people stealing lawn signs. How about this one? Clinton names Merkel her favorite world leader. <laughs> you can't yeah, this stuff I, I, I saw that, and, and you've you got to wonder. Uh, of course, she didn't name Obama that. Uh, think about that. It wasn't Obama. It, it, the, the question was not your uh, world female leader, or you know, no. That's right. So, whoa, a little bit of weirdness there. And Angela Merkel, I, I mean, of all the people, so okay, that should speak volumes. Goes on to say, Clinton trolled two White House opponents with a single response, dinging Gary Johnson and Donald. Gary, who cares about Gary Johnson at this? Day and age. He doesn't well, even know wait, what country wait, wait, he was in. Wait, what's what's an, what's an Aleppo? Do you know what an it's Aleppo an, it's is? An is that kind of a car? It's an acronym. Is what he thought. Ah, uh, yeah, Gary Johnson. The, and you know, he was asked oh, who his favorite world leader was, and he said, "I'm having another Aleppo moment." <laughs> and this is a guy that's running for third party president. The other one, oh, Jill Stein. Man. Jill Stein. This is worn out for arrest or yes, already had uh, been arrested. See, this, you know, the eccentric headed guy, folks, remember, remember this? It's, it's one of these. <laughs> well, anyway, the, uh, Democratic presidential nominee Thursday joined the discussion about politicians' favorite world leaders, a topic that went viral when Johnson, the libertarian nominee, drew a blank when asked Wednesday to name a world leader he looked up to. Oh, let me think. Look, I like a lot of world leaders. Clinton said, bursting into laughter initially when asked about her favorite world leader during a gaggle with reporters aboard her campaign plane in Chicago. One of my favorites is Angela Merkel, because I think she's been an extraordinary strong leader during difficult times in Europe, which has obvious implications for the rest of the world, and more particularly our country. Angela Merkel's done nothing but destroy Germany. Through monetary policies to immigration policies. And Merkel, so much so she's wait, walked them back, wishing uh, she's never done them in the first place. Her party has now fallen to the lowest uh, party uh, that they have in Germany. She has a, a, a favorability rating higher than, or lower than the U.S. Congress. Follow me on this. I truly believe there's something to this conspiracy theory. Okay, think about this. Come here. 
Think about this. What would you say if I if I said I believe Angela Merkel is in fact the illegitimate offspring of Adolf Hitler? I used to laugh when you said that, but the more I watch videos and documentaries, and the more I look at her face, I'm going to tell you something. The more I'm not sure. You know, the more I think you say it, the more I think I believe it. We know. See, we know that that the the freakish doctors around Hitler did collect his essence, his seed. We also know he didn't die in a bunker. Yes. Nor was he recovered by Russians. And, and I'm with I'm with Peter Lavenda. I believe that Hitler died in Indonesia. And the boys boys from Brazil, that movie, it's a it's a, a very interesting movie. Watch the movie. That's your. That, that should be a home. I look. I did. I've never. I I never saw the boys from Brazil until what about two weeks ago. It was. I don't know. It was a holiday or something, and and it was like three in the morning, and I turned it on on, on the on the computer and watched it on, on YouTube. Boys from Brazil freaked me out. But listen. Watch that movie and, and think about what I said about Merkel, who she is. And the reason I, I bring this up is you get, you got to look at the birth dates and you got to understand the Hitler uh, programming or the Hitler stuff that went on. Uh, I, I do think it's possible. And you get watch it a step further in Jack Parsons and Babylon working oh, yes. with Hillary Clinton. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I want to explain. would explain a lot. <laughs> yeah. <by the> way. <laughs> And folks who don't know what I'm talking about, you'll have to look into Babylon working and the Jack Parsons. result of that. How about the University of Michigan? Go blue, right? Not so much anymore. University of Michigan professors instructed to stick to preferred pronouns. What does that mean? Yesterday, the University of Michigan unveiled a new webpage that allows students to choose their preferred pronouns, including they or Z-E. Meaning you can't say he, exactly. she. You have to say whatever mammal or ins- I don't know what. Preferred pronouns will appear on class rosters. If a professor accidentally uses the wrong pronoun, you can acknowledge that you made a mistake and use the correct pronoun next time, said the university's provost provost and vice president provost. for student life and campus-wide. You know, something, though, that... that what that, they're doing here is they're, crazy. They're yeah. using the, the University of Michigan... Uh, one of the top law schools in the country, used to be at least, uh, and is just going down the tubes with the rest of these horrible, uh, snowflake generation schools with this, uh, you know, adopting the 32 Baskin Robin flavors of gender or whatever they have. What are those? 31. 31. How'd you know that? Why did you know that? It's a good question. Oh, ice cream. I thought you were talking about the pronouns. I, th- I think they're the same amount. How many are they the same? 31? We'll figure it oh, out. Oh, man. Well, even mispronouncing a person's last name is now considered a microaggression and punishable by a slap on the fanny or something. I don't I, know. There's a simple answer for me. Just call everybody you. Hey, you. Hey, you. Can't go wrong, uh, uh, folks. Boy, this is this is gonna get me banned from everything. Um, there was a cartoon recently where <laughs> to, to avoid the uh, confusion with respect to the last names, uh, especially of of uh, people from uh, uh, you know the Arab Arab countries. 
call everyone Hodge or Haji. It, it, that was a cartoon. Now, it, I, this isn't me. Okay, that was pretty bad. Right. The word have some kind of significant meaning. Haji. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Haji. Johnny Quest. <laughs> Johnny Quest. All that stuff. You know, it, it's it, perhaps in poor taste. So I'm probably gonna get slapped for that. And here come the emails. I'm sure. Ah, well, silly me, folks. Uh, go ahead. Well, we uh, we've done it. We another one in the can. We've reached the end of the broadcast. It's great to be back. And if you weren't paying attention, don't forget Facebook um, tonight after the show. Jackie, or just a gorgeous, intelligent daughter, is going to be putting up, uh, adding a post to our Facebook page, which will allow you, the viewers and listeners, to uh, ask anything you'd like. We'll be answering them during the show tomorrow. Be sure to ask something you've always wanted to know. Now keep your questions. Come on. You no, know. we're going to do, we're going to do like the first hour news and then maybe the last two hours questions. Well, no, we're we'll integrate it. Sure. Both. Right. Yeah, we'll integrate it. Um, leave a comment on the post with your question. In the future, Joe and I are going to be doing more Q and A's, uh, using social networking. This, God bless my daughter and, uh, her knowledge of the social networking features. So good. I, mean, I want to thank Rick Wiles and Dave Hodges for their appearance tonight. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening, for supporting us, for your prayers, for your cards, your letters, your notes in the mail. Read them all. We read them all. And uh, your emails as well. We read them all. Can't respond to every one of them. But thank you. Thank you. We're a listener-supported show. We thank you for that as well, for your support of our broadcast. And if you do own a small business you want to advertise, uh, look at HagmanReport.com. There's a place down in in the uh, body. It says, click here for opportunities, advertising opportunities. Hey, you could be the next uh, Pro Flowers. Who knows? Folks, until tomorrow, stay safe. God bless. Saddle for battle.